Today FM. It's that time of the week again. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Dermot and Dave Show Best of Podcast. Aye, aye. But not if you're driving. Definitely don't sit back. In fact, sit up now. Ba, bee, bee, ba, boom. Yeah, it goes yeah. up that way. It's very complicated. My arms are complicated things. Like, my, my one is so simple. It's a big tree trunk and it has a branch but coming out But that's what we had for years. And then they brought in all these new fancy fiddly ones. Yeah, at least they don't have the ones that sit on desks where you can, like, you touch them and they go clunk. Yes. Also, this is very nerdy. Go but I'm going to just bring it up now. Because it, it spoke to me for a long time. Sometimes I watch... Like, say, Ryan Seacrest interviews Lizzo or Zane Lowe interviews someone or whatever. And I watched it on their YouTube. And that goes out on the radio. Yeah. But they use, like, Apple head, uh, Apple earbuds or, you know, like the yeah. old school thing. That must be really, firstly, painful because they're really uncomfortable to wear. <laughs> and they can't be that good. It's funny. They're not supposed to be good. But the cheap Apple white plug-in headphones with the mic yeah. down towards your chin actually work really well. Oh, I use them for like recording voice notes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but they do. Brands. They genuinely yeah. work really well. So a lot of times people can spend a lot of money on setups and then often like if we're doing them here on the show or if I'm doing things for a podcast or whatever, you kind of look at their setup and they go, I have this microphone and they pull, plug it in and they're like, it's quiet and scratchy and whatever. So I was like, can you just plug that out? And they're like, but I, don't know, I just have the mic on the computer. Like, well, just try it. Perfect. It's bonkers, so it is it? weird. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and I think... Like I've certainly been guilty of overcompensating. Like I have a really expensive, large diaphragm microphone, like the one I'm speaking into right now. Listen to how great it sounds. But they're really expensive, and they have this beautiful diaphragm in them that makes them. That's why they're so expensive. Yeah. Beautifully put together. But when I use that at home, it's not as good as my SM58, which is like the cheapest hundred quid Sure microphone that is used on every gig you've ever seen. Stuck in a bass drum, lashed against a guitar amp, smelly one that the singer's singing into that every other singer sung into. They're just, they're unbreakable and they're yeah. like they're totally reliable. So it's weird. Like you would think that the more you spend, the better it's going to sound. And I think if you're recording vocals for an album, yeah, 100%. Spend that money. A beautiful room, you know, yeah, perfect microphone. Yeah, the room probably plays a part in it as well. It does play a huge part. Like, I know when I was recently getting work done in the house and all the floors were pulled out of the kitchen and obviously all the furniture was out and then I had to record something and I was just standing there and I went, I wonder will this work, 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 work. No, no, it absolutely won't. You have to, like, There's yeah. one spot in our apartment that we have an echo in. In the bedroom. It's really weird for no reason. Weird. Just like a weird little echo spot. Well, do you remember we tried before, on, I tried before on the show, it doesn't work because of the microphones and the acoustic treatment here, to find the frequency of a room. Maybe if you go into that spot, there's a frequency of the room that you can get to be even louder and weirder and echoier. Ooh. You try and go up and down and you eventually find it. The bedroom? There's definitely one part. Like I say this is yeah. I've, I've no, you, I mean your 5,000 square foot yeah. penthouse apartment is so hard oh, to pinpoint you know yeah, where this was doesn't take three steps to go from the bathroom to the kitchen <laughs> it's 2-1 to Man United by the way you'll be very excited to know this oh yeah uh, currently as we're recording we're playing a massive football giant of a team called Melbourne Victory oh yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, won yeah. the Champions League oh. and the, the World Cup, even though they're not yeah. an international team. That was a scandal <laughs> at the time. A new FIFA up to no good. Yeah, 2-1 currently, 59 minutes gone to Manchester United. Uh, I'm very inter- interested in it, but I know obviously, no A, nobody else is, and B, by the time you listen to this, it will be over and you'll know the result. 
the people who care. The people who care. The, the, two, the, the two people who care. Me and the other person. And would that be on the telly now? No, this is on MUTV. So it's a pre-season friendly. So the tour is on MUTV. Uh, and sometimes they screen some of the games free. Yeah. But MUTV is a subscription service. You pay to watch MUTV. And of, of course I do. Although I did wake up the other morning and nearly buy the subscription to watch the Ireland game and then I fell back asleep. Oh, the New Zealand game. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> sports teamer. I was like, I'll watch that and I checked all the various different apps. I was like, oh, I have to pay for it and then I woke up like an hour yeah. later and we'd won. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. maybe. So you supported them in a way. I'm quite superstitious about sports. Oh. So if I'm watching something, like say for example, if the Dubs are playing or if Ireland are playing rugby and we're not playing well and then I go into the kitchen to make tea and we score a try, I will turn it off. Because I feel like maybe my watching of it has impacted, particularly as as we all agree what I am as a fair weather sports fan. Yeah, but how can you explain to me, being the intelligent woman that you are, how do you think you turning the telly off is affecting? Because I'm not involved. <laughs> but how? Okay, but how do you, how does it affect it when you are involved negatively? Clearly, I'm bad luck. That's why. I think it stems from my abiding memory of the 2002 World Cup. The match against Spain. Yes. Is it when we went yes. Penalties? Penals, yeah. Padre Pio was being canonized that day. <laughs> so my grandmother sat up in her bedroom for the entirety of the match, just praying to Padre Pio. And when we lost, came down and went, well, clearly he was just too busy being canonized. Wow. She's not even that religious. Like, she goes she to mass. She, she let she him, was, he let her down. Yeah, he let her down in a big way. She's like, no. Don't care for him anymore. Padre Pio, you gotta, you gotta pick up the game and Emer's oh, this is not yeah, good enough. That's I, and I'm kinda glad now we've no skin. I just get too into it. That's also the problem. I get very sweaty. Yeah. Very my legs start doing you know you get the gags in your legs and you're like, Ugh. I'm nearly yeah. playing along. Constantly tapping, so yeah. But that's what I'm like now watching Manchester United against the mighty Melbourne victory. It's still two one. Is Ronaldo still playing them? No, Ronaldo has yet to declare his um Oh, yeah, I don't know. Well, where's he going to go is the question. That's that's the thing. I think Ronaldo wants to go. We all know that. But no European club seems to be prepared to pay him the money he wants. Do you think he feels it's a bit like he when you go out with someone when you're like 15 and then you meet up again, say when you're like 22, 23, and they're... They're grand looking, but you met in the pub and you had it. It all reminds you of the romance of being 15. And yeah. you're like, oh, this is gorgeous. And you get back together. And then after a couple of weeks, you're like, oh, that, they're dope. That is a great analogy. That is a great analogy. And I think if you could bring it to the current kind of TikTok trend, Man United were a 10 yes. when Cristiano was first gone out with us. And now we're a six. And that's the reality. Maybe a five. Number no, six. And that is a reality that Cristiano is still a 10. But the club, the club is a six. Honestly, this is and where we are punching. right now. No, he's oh, they're uh, punching. We're Sorry. punching massively. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, who knows what Cristiano will do? It's just, it's, it's all, it's heartbreak for me, one way or the other. That's guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, no, never. Best of podcast. <laughs> what is on the best of podcast? We don't remember. Loads of things. I mean, oh, Emer has a computer, so she might actually on. remember. My laptop's logged out there. Okay. Well, you're doing that. I'll see if I can remember anything yeah, that isn't I'll tell you. standard. Uh, Jack Keating. Yes, Jack not let all, also, no, stop. I'm not let remember things just from today. No. What else was there during the week? Something. No, I, I, I just Again, I can only remember things we did today. Deck Pierce is in there. Deck Pierce, what a boy. Like, literally so sold happy. out the three Olympia in a matter of minutes for his Block Rock and Beats show. That'll be, like, of all the venues, like, having seen Deck show a couple of times. Yeah. 
of all the venues for him to play in that'll be like that is such a cool room proper cool room uh, look there's loads of good yeah. stuff on the podcast you get Noni in there you get Say Stuff Suits Music you get Bad load, Jokes so. you what? Thing, my thing won't load, load yeah so. sure who knows look there's stuff you'll enjoy it it's great enjoy the podcast thanks for listening bye down in the beautiful part of Wicklow over the weekend uh, celebrating my, one of my brother's birthday happy one of my brother's birthday this is yeah anyway happy birthday Connor yeah. uh, place called Bally Beg Connor's I- <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthdays, Connors! What, what was the name of the place? Um, Ballybeg. Ballybeg. It's beautiful. It's essentially a wedding venue, like an old house, country estate, oh. places to stay, converted stables, that kind of thing. But it's so cool and so just was there beautiful gardens, there? beautiful plants. Yeah, there was about twenty something of us, cool. and uh, had the whole place to ourselves, and it was just incredible. But man, stunning part of the world. If you're driving down off the N11. Google Maps decided you need to go the scenic route. Uh, so I was glad it sent me that way, actually, because you go through like um, places like Meeting of the Waters and you're driving down through these beautiful vales. And it's, oh, it's just, I know Wicklow's gorgeous, but mm. when the sun is shining, but that part, you know, down, it's actually kind of near Carlow where we were. And um, that part of Wicklow is not something I'm too familiar with beyond Ockram, all around that area. Stunning. And Pamela Joyce mentioned an 1818 novel in her telly. And I think that's the last time the word veil was used on the radio. It was in 1818 <laughs> as well. So, well done for bringing it back. No. Wicklow <laughs> no one mentions no. veils. The veil of Avoca. Have you never heard of that? Yeah, maybe, like, but. Which is in Wicklow. Uh, <laughs> I'm still enjoying it. Whether oh, it's common, common parlance, pretty sire, pretty sire. Let let us not me speak upon the veil. <laughs> I'm wet and I'm an idiot. The best thing is, uh, I heard Dave go, oh, "Oh God!" And I looked up, and his cup of tea was sideways, and one hand was in the cup. <laughs> he just poured the entire contents of his tea onto his pristinely white sweatshirt. I like, just, I just. Uh, Yesterday I was in Port Marnock and there's a cafe in Port Marnock called Honey Honey. I love Honey Honey. It's a gorgeous cafe. And I saw they had sweatshirts for sale. Like Honey, I was like, oh my God, I love them. They're gorgeous. So I went in and I had to pick between a blue one and a beige one and a white one. And I went super pristine white. Like just, it couldn't be any whiter. And then I said to myself when I put on this morning, I went, oh my God, I better be careful in the car when I meet my lunch. I don't spill. You know, oh, yeah. not, not it's a not going to come burrito. out of white. No, not a day for a burrito. I didn't think at 11.27 that I would end up with my cup of tea sideways with my fist in it and the entire contents. I've now, I mean, I don't know anything about cleaning clothes, but there's no way that tea stain's coming out of that, is there? Uh, like, in fairness, for the ad you just gave Honey Honey, I think they'll give you a new sweatshirt. <laughs> Fingers honey crossed, Honey, man. delicious snacks, Main Street, Port Marnock. Give Dave a new white sweatshirt. Because this one's ruined. There it was, hashtag support local. And I just poured all my tea all over it. Ah, anyway, let's laugh at other people for a minute. Let's laugh at the politicians in the doll. Uh, did you hear this clip of Matty McGrath that went viral over the weekend? There's some kind of no-confidence motion being put towards uh, the government and the independent TDs obviously are all, you know, they're the vital ones because they can sway it one well, way or the well, other. Well, that's kind of the interesting thing uh, is watching how the independents are, uh, how many of them are supporting. They're a bit like, Bar- you know... Boris's crew in England. As soon as they sniff something going south, they'll be jumping out of there. Uh, but, you know, the most interesting thing turned out to be uh, independent team Matt, 
Independent TD Matty McGrath discussing for some reason his laundry in the doll debate basically trying to use the laundry for an analogy on the performance of the government see if you can work out what in God's name is he trying to say see when the wash when, when all the dirty linen is washed we see when the, the, the clothes are hanging out the line a good summer's day like today they'll be fairly well stained <laughs> and need the washing machine and dads or whatever they call it that they use now I don't know they've more to run away from dads I'm, I'm not saying I'm a bad um, house, homemaker not that I don't do some washing but I'm not up to speed in, in the the capsules that go in the type of them that go into the washing machine but it used to be, it used to be sort of fantastic when, when I was a Dino when the town called I remember that as well <laughs> but look we have a lot of uh, uh, clearing up to do so this bill is not fit for purpose <laughs> <laughs> I think his point was that when the government is hung out to dry the clothes will be stained I think that is what he's trying like to say. It sounds like he was half listening to a conversation <laughs> in Supermax uh, on the way up <laughs> on the N7 and thought, that's great, I'll use that, but then couldn't remember any of the details. I love the default of any politician is to throw in two Irish words and mention the Keown Court. If you know what I'm talking about, well, I was a dinner walk at Keown Court, I remember that. I would that. say the Keown is like, don't drag me into your meaningless rant. I want no part of it. But you know, it got us thinking about, you know, these ridiculous things that uh, TDs happen to say when they stand up and they have their little microphone and they just say really, really weird and sometimes quite offensive things. Anybody remember when uh, Green Party, former Green Party TD Paul Gogarty was in a doll debate back in 2009 and took major umbrage with something that Labour TD Emmett Stagg said and he used very unparliamentary language. Well, all due respect and the most unparliamentary language, f*** you, Deputy Stagg, f*** you. I apologise now for my use of unparliamentary language. That is most unparliamentary language. It is most unparliamentary language, and I now now withdraw it and apologise for it. (laughs) But I'm outraged that someone dares question my sincerity on this issue. I don't like what has to be done, but I'm going to take the responsibility and get it on the chin and get the unpopularity and lose my seat because it's the only thing we can do to get this country out of the state we're in. I say the adrenal glands are fair emptied after he threw the two F-bombs into the parliamentary record. But it all sounded so staged. The fact that he apologised so quickly after... <laughs> it's like... But he, yeah, see, he can apologise and withdraw it all he want. It's there forever. No, as is plain <laughs> from what's plain now 12 years later. Did you ever see a kid the way they like, you know, they might just do something in a tantrum like, and they throw something in the floor and they go... I'm sorry! I'm sorry! That's pretty much what happened. Uh, Danny Healy Ray and all the Healy Rays uh, are uh, never shy away from saying something controversial. Sometimes it just gets downright silly, though. Do you remember the time when Danny Healy Ray compared eating a big meal to drink driving? And do, do, can I say to you, that, and, and, and many people will agree with me, if you actually eat too much, and get in behind the wheel of a car. You're a, you're, you're, you're a danger on the road because uh, you're liable to fall asleep after eating a big meal. I saw, I for one anyway, when, I, when I'm going home out of here this evening, when I know that, I won't eat going in behind the wheel because I know what to do. So, like, there are many other override that could have been many other overriding reasons and causes of the accident as well as as what you're saying, uh, the, the consumption of a small amount of alcohol. Well, look, I had a big breakfast this morning and five minutes ago I put my fist sideways into my <laughs> cup of tea. So, you know, maybe, maybe there's a point there somewhere. And finally, one of our other favourites of these uh, brilliant gaffes uh, came from Senator Fidelma Healy-Eames in Galway. 
Um, she was the same person who came to notoriety originally when she posited that the passage of same-sex marriage in Ireland would signal the end of Mother's Day. Uh, but it, <laughs> they were having a debate on internet safety and uh, Healy Eames was discussing the importance of Wi-Fi and social media in the lives of young people uh, when she then began to pronounce Wi-Fi in a way that I've never heard it pronounced in that way before. That is the first question when you go into a restaurant. Do you have the Wi-Fi code? Yes. It's true. I mean, I, 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 every day I get it. Every day. <laughs> every day someone asks me for the Wi-Fi code. And the best part is when she was challenged saying, why are you saying Wi-Fi? It's clearly Wi-Fi because that's what the rest of the world calls it. Yeah. She said, I was pronouncing it the way the French do. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Beyonce, love on top. It's Dermot and Davis today, FM. So when you're hanging out the washing today, because let's face it, there's great drying weather out there. But is it desert? Is it desert? Is it desert? I don't know. I wouldn't be saying I wouldn't be a good household. You can't even know if you were hanging up that I wouldn't be. How I down Carla. I just run to and back from the bathroom because I got so many text pieces of advice in on 87 to try and take the tea stain out of my pristine white sweatshirt. Dave, this is your best friend. Take the jumper off and don't let the stain to dry. Soak the whole jumper and pop it in a plastic bag. You'll get stain remover in Mr. Price. It's magic. And I'm mammy to a little girl who loves white dresses and red ice pops, says Adele in Palmerstown. You know what you should do? You know the way, like when they say when you spill red wine, you should put white wine on it. So you spill tea on your yeah. sweatshirt, so you should pour coffee on oh, it now. Okay, it yeah. sounds like a great and idea. Rub it in, rub it in really well. <laughs> Kate says, Dave, get a soft toothbrush or a nail brush, white toothpaste and gently scrub and also melt a dishwashing tablet and steep it for an hour or so and then wash it 40 but degrees. He's in work. Like yeah. we, we don't have access to these kinds of things. I have now run it under the tap, so it's probably dripping off the back of the chair onto the floor of the studio. <laughs> Please don't tell the bosses because there's a lot of electrics in here. But you could put it out by your desk, maybe where there is. I probably machines. should do that. Yeah, yeah, I should yeah. do that in a second. I will. Oh eight seven four one hundred one and two. Also, for people to react to the uh, politicians, we played you Matty McGrath there, and a couple of other politicians as well, uh, and people are absolutely loving it. The clip of Matty, Matty McGrath reminds me of the turnip from the Lidl lad. <laughs> Remember the turnip? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love him. <laughs> um, we have Spanish students, says Carmel and Cove, and they all pronounce it witty. It makes me think of that politician every single time. Uh, the second-hand embarrassment I have from Matty is real, says someone else. And stop you two, I'm here getting sick with the laughter. Well, look, these are the, the, the gifts that keep on giving the politicians who just keep saying things they really shouldn't do. Or so I thought uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, when I tried to go to Italy and uh, my flight was cancelled. Yeah. In fact, we were all, anyone who didn't hear the story, uh, although everyone in the world seems to have seen, seen the Instagram video I put up when we were standing miserable outside Terminal 2. Um, we arrived at the airport, uh, flight was delayed, uh, then it was delayed some more, then... Uh, we got onto the plane and then we were taken off the plane and the flight was cancelled and we went home. That is not a holiday. <laughs> that, is a, that is a trip to the Swords area uh, yeah. and then home again. So we're going to have another run at it uh, tomorrow. Right. Okay. So the funny thing is though, and I'm sure any of you who are flying anywhere have noticed that the airlines keep sending you checklists of things not to forget. <laughs> what kind of and things are they? Things to do, you know, bring your bags, get to the airport on time, okay, okay. you know, don't have liquids in the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you know, when I was getting, well, you know, reading my third checklist email, 
uh, from a certain airline and I was saying, do you know what? I'm going to send you a checklist <laughs> because you forgot to do your basic jobs when I turned up at the airport <laughs> 10 days or so ago. Right. So we're going to we're going to go through this now. So I'm sending this checklist on behalf of myself and everybody else who's been messed around by an airline uh, over the last while. Okay, so, what have we got first? Checklist number one. Here's a box to tick. Get plane off ground. Oh, a decent thing, Look, I think. It's easy to forget. Mm. And obviously, as a family, we love the whole experience of getting onto the airplane, you know, seeing the seats and looking at Cara magazine. Um, and, you know, we thought for a while, maybe that's just enough. We thought, you know what, this time, why don't we go the whole hog and actually go up in the air? Wow. So maybe uh, if the pilot and crew could remember just to drive down to the end of that long thing called the runway <laughs> and go up in the air, that would be great because okay. we'd actually go somewhere else. That would be better than, than, than Dublin Airport getting where on, getting off, most yeah. of us are spending our time. <laughs> um, next box to tick, uh, put luggage on plane. Oh. Okay, because this is... You know, look, staycationing has become very popular over the last couple of years. Mm. Um, and look, suitcases love to staycation as well. And they've been pretty happy just hanging out in some kind of giant warehouse or various pockets around Terminal 1 and 2 at Dublin Airport, yeah. not going anywhere in particular. <laughs> but you know what? Luggage has feelings too. Oh. So it misses its owners. Uh, so maybe this time we'll just try get the luggage on the plane and surely doesn't the luggage deserve to go on holidays too and this is you want this luggage on the same plane that is going in sky why not okay just throw it out there <laughs> you know, let's do it it is summertime <laughs> we it's it's holidays why not um okay uh here's one leave passengers on plane oh mm. so i just thought because I know we can be a nuisance mm. and you'd all the messy people ordering drinks and you know sitting around and dropping their rubbish places and asking awkward questions instead of taking us all off and then you going on holidays without <laughs> us then just leave us on the plane yeah. this time okay see, just see how it feels you know there's no pressure you know I'm sure you'll cancel the following flight <laughs> let's just see let's see how it goes try one here's another one another box to take for the airlines mm. tell passengers what's happening Oh Now look, I know, this could be a stretch And look, no one is more of a fan uh, of mystery and adventure uh, than me And it is quite fun to play the old treasure hunt guessing game <laughs> with the family uh, But, you know, maybe when the children start crying That's probably the time to start telling you what actually is happening Why the flight is delayed and possibly why it's cancelled Why plane no go in sky? Yeah Please tell Yeah, absolutely <laughs> Operational issues, beautiful phrase Oh yeah But unfortunately it means nothing uh, to families and people who have to get places No, with so, their luggage yeah. yeah, at least come up with, uh, you know, something, another excuse that uh, has a little bit more info Or expand it. operational issues into what are the operational issues Hey, I mean, I this know, revolutionary. One. I know, I, I don't want to. No, no. uh, answer the phone. Oh. There's one, there's a suggestion. Now look, I love ear cancer as much as the next guy. <laughs> but I held my phone to my ear for so long trying to get another flight out of there uh, that I actually got cramp in my arm and I just had to give up. <laughs> so maybe answer the phone. Mm. I that's why you hand out the phone numbers. And... Finally, the last one on the list, remember to check your email. Um, obviously, we'll be emailing you. Mm. Haven't got anything back just yet. Uh, maybe someone has just nipped out for five minutes. Um, but, 
you know, arriving home after your flight is cancelled and then opening your email to see if the airline has responded to your email about the flight being cancelled and what they've sent you is another ad for, have you checked out our summer deals? <laughs> and you're like, are you serious? I literally just came home from the airport. And the final one, yes, just don't send me any more checklists. Mm. Okay? Good idea. How was that? There you go. Dave, you said there's no rain for 10 days in Ireland. It's lashing. A very wet Tim in West Cork. Want to check that app of yours? Yes, you yeah. said that yesterday. Declared it. I did. My app told me it said no rain in Dublin for 10 days. No, it was Dublin, but still, that's what it said. However, I think that's why Dermot needs one of these. <laughs> We're all going on a summer holiday. Yeah, Liz Stewart and Luke, it says, wow, Dermot definitely needs a holiday. <laughs> if you've and, been through uh, what Dermot's been through, you'd need one too. Kieran and Mayo says, has Dermot turned into a Karen? <laughs> <laughs> no, Dermot was literally thrown off a flight that he and his family were on. Somebody if, says, if you're with your family and you're on an airplane, then you get taken off the airplane and it's cancelled and you have to get a taxi back to your house. You'd be a Karen as well. Like, there's nobody Karen proof. So that says, happens. We're going to see Dermot's cancelled flight video. You can check it out on his Instagram. He's at Dermot Wheel and Official. Go there and have a look, and you'll see it. Stephen Cork's looking forward to the response you get from your email uh, when you send it back to the airline. I'm sure they'll be straight on to you. Uh, somebody wants you to just make sure the luggage goes on plane that goes in sky, but also correct plane, not plane going to other country. That's definitely <laughs> something we want to do. Another one says, put enough food on plane for passengers. There's also that. Uh, and then someone said there's a picture of abandoned luggage in Dublin Airport yesterday. It's just a sea of luggage. Like, is this abandoned by the passengers, by the baggage handlers, by the airlines? Who knows? But it's Balubas. Mm, it's always that uh, someone else's problem thing going on. But look, mm. it's, not our, it's not just our own airport. I know that this doesn't make anyone feel happier when their plans get messed up, but... It's happening all over the world. Someone says it was flying out to, Luft, uh, or to Frankfurt last weekend. Flight out with Lufthansa on a Friday was delayed a couple of hours. While waiting for the delayed flight, my airline emailed to say my flight home was cancelled <laughs> and I was rebooked on a Tuesday. No thanks. Booked another flight home with a different airline. That flight was also delayed two, hour, two hours. One weekend, three airlines, three issues. Travelling's just not fun anymore. No, but we're all going to do it though. That's what this summer is all about. Well, the problem is most of us have booked and paid for it. Yeah. Like, if we had a chance to get our money back, you probably, a lot of people would take it. Possibly so. But the airlines aren't offering you that. They're just saying, hey, come into the flight casino. Let's spin that wheel and see if your flight is going to leave. Oh, no. Our next two guests are very impressive. <laughs> Remember Weird Al Yankovic's Eat It? Yeah, well, it's all about food, glorious food this morning. We all love a good feed, but imagine if you could make a living from it. Well, that's exactly what our next guests are doing, and they're doing it in Ireland for the past month. Randy Santel and Katina Dijarnet. Correct. Yeah, great. <laughs> are professional eaters and are currently travelling around Ireland, taking on some of this country's toughest food challenges Randy and Katina, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us on. Thank you so much. Um, how in God's name did you end up eating professionally? Is is this, you just love food and then you realize you get paid for it? We both kind of got into it the same way, both through actually, and a lot of people do. Uh, back in 2010, I won a national body transformation sponsored contest mm. uh, by Men's Health Magazine. And then did and, uh, in Ireland, did you guys watch the show Spartacus? 
No. It was no. like an ancient gladiator show. Okay. Well, I did this massive body transformation, and then I got down to, I don't know what it is in kilos, but around 220 pounds, which is way About less than kilos, I am now. Yeah. yeah. And then I ended up, uh, to celebrate, my buddy invited me to do a 28-inch pizza challenge with him. Uh, and if we finished in under an hour, it was like five kilos. Uh, but if we won, we were going to get the $50 pizza for free and then a check for $500. Wow. And so we won, and then I kind of figured out I was good, and then mm. everything kind of went from there. A month later, I did a challenge that was undefeated after 120 attempts, and I got a check for $450. So you were so, like, there's money in this. And, and, yeah. Yeah, what about you then? Uh, so there was no money in it for me. Lucky guy over here. No, so I was actually doing bodybuilding at the time. And so I was training for a women's physique bodybuilding show in 2019. And while dieting down for that, I was super, super hungry. And so um, I was watching people on YouTube do like food challenges, people like Randy doing food challenges. Were you putting yourself through this when you were super hungry? You were watching yes. food challenges? I was like living vicariously. So okay. I'd be like eating my salad with like chopsticks and gotcha. like watching people like just eat slower. Um, watching people eat food and I was like you know I think I could eat that much I think I could so after my bodybuilding show was over I wanted to put on some weight went out tried my very first food challenge took a camcorder with me filmed it um, was still hungry for dessert after the challenge and just kept finding bigger and bigger challenges we've and, seen some of the things you've eaten here uh, particularly here in Ireland yeah, yeah. Uh, Pips um, in Dublin full Irish breakfast challenge so like I'll give people a list of what's in the full Irish breakfast okay this is it's a long one six <laughs> eggs six massive black puddings six hash browns six rashers ten sausages baked beans and they're inside a 22 inch bread roll uh, it's also got a large side of uh, Cajun seasoned fries uh, it, <laughs> it's a 50 euro meal and if you get it you obviously get a spot on the table of fame you don't pay that had never been beaten until you guys came to town. Yeah, I got beat twice in one day. <laughs> like, that is some amount of food. And let's, let's, like, let's talk about the physics of this. Because, Randy, you're a big dude. Katina, what height are you? Uh, five foot two. Five foot two. So, what is this? Like, it obviously doesn't have to do with the size of you and your body and your insides. It's just an ability to consume this much food, right? It's Correct. not the size of the dog. It's the size of the fight in the dog. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, everybody always says, oh, I understand why you can do it, Randy. But <laughs> Katina there, where does she put it? Yeah, it's all about how much your stomach can stretch, really. Mm. So, I mean, if you think about it like a muscle or like bodybuilding, you just mm. have to kind of train it over time. And then there's also a little bit of genetics involved, too, um, for how much you could kind of naturally fit. I've always been a massive eater. Okay. I've always had a tendency to be overweight, usually, because I can eat so much and I don't have an off button. Um, unless you're doing something like Pip's Cafe. And then when you're right <laughs> at the end of that one, there was an off button. Right. For sure. I'd say so. But you were also drinking a fizzy drink. Yes. While you were doing it, which you would think is counterproductive because that's going to add gas mm -hmm. into... It does, but in a good way because there's already kind of air pockets in the bread. And so allowing, not only you get like the sweet flavor from mm. the Diet Cola, but you also get that gas to help you burp the air up that you wouldn't maybe be able to from the bread. And creating so, more room. Yes. Yeah, so I love okay. to give out some good the, attractive noises during it. The <laughs> best way to say it's kind of like Tetris. When you're eating all that food is going down into your stomach mm. but then all those air pockets in the, in the little bottom places the soda, the carbonation from that goes down and kind of draws those bubbles out and helps you burp more. And then I mean 
if you watch any of her videos, I don't really do it in mine because I'm a gentleman, but there's, <laughs> there's some burping in her videos. And then you can visually see after she has a really good burp, she gets back to eating stronger. So, yeah, right. yeah so it's kind of different. You guys live together in Wisconsin, in the States. Um, when you go out for just a casual dinner, you're not eating competitive. You're just like going down the road to your local restaurant. Do they go, oh, here they come, and suddenly you get like a pool table's worth of food. Is it hard for you guys, because of all your followers and your notoriety, just to get a normal meal without it turning competitive? Uh, I mean, I'm not. A, we're not exactly Cristiano Ronaldo or Brad Pitt or anything like that. So, I mean, we don't have people just walking to us, uh, walking up asking for signatures or anything. But um, no, it really depends because sometimes restaurants give us gift cards to thank us, uh, and then when we do that, we usually go back because we enjoy the food and we we can eat a little bit more than we should. But when we go to a random restaurant just for enjoyment, mm. we usually eat on the slower side. And enjoy we're usually it. trying to diet for the most point, like for the most part. So because we do what we do, you kind of have to balance that out by not eating very much. So usually we'll like split an entree or an appetizer or something like that, or just share each other's. And it's like a very normal, moderate amount. Usually it's the the drinking. So you gets. save yourself for the challenges, effectively. Correct. Okay. And are there things challenges that have beaten you guys along the way? Oh, yeah. And yeah. do you go back or do you just admit defeat and go, that's just too much? Uh, it kind of depends on the f- the food, I guess, the flavor. Like, she's got some losses that she has no desire to go back and Never. attempt. And, and the same for me, but I have a bit of an ego. So, yeah, the, the ones that I know I can win, I... I want to go back. So it was just on the day, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Yeah, right? it's kind of like, I mean, because especially us, like uh, before I met her and she helped me mature a little bit, uh, <laughs> I was going on tours doing like a challenge every day. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is a lot. You gain weight quickly and sometimes you just wake up and your body's not feeling like eating seven, eight pounds of food. Mm. So it's been a little bit of a relaxed pace with her on this trip. But yeah, sometimes just the body's not feeling it. So, and then on those days where I know I, know I could have won, yeah, I you do. I do intend to come back mm-hmm. later. So, Katina, what is your what are your like your strong spots and what are your weak spots in terms of the kinds of food that you could or couldn't do I a challenge would, on? I would say anything with like variety that's like soft or so, like a breakfast challenge, because there's like a sweet and savory amount of variety usually, or. Um, any sort of like thinner, juicier sort of like pizza is always a strong point. My weak points are actually burger challenges that mm. have the massive buns because I don't yeah. particularly like the flavor of like meat-soaked bread. <laughs> In Cork, we did a challenge that had about a two-pound bun. Yes, it was And that, that was a struggle. Okay, because sometimes you see burgers piled high so there might be like seven or eight patties or whatever hogs and, then, and heifers we did one like you did that. hogs and heifers yeah, yeah and okay yeah. so that's that's more palatable to you than if it was just a huge burger and a huge bun right yeah because often um and sometimes it can be really delicious like dwyer's did a delicious bun it almost tasted like cornbread but sometimes um the chef should stick to making meat and not bread. <laughs> uh, not not to throw, I'm not naming bread. anybody, but sure, sure. Some, some should stick to making their meat. Um, but, she uh, was being modest earlier, too, because uh, I'm sure she'll be happy to tell you guys that she's beaten me in, in barbecue challenges like the last five times. Oh, really? At uh, Pit Bros here in Dublin. Pit, what a spot. Yeah, yes. it is great food. Yeah, John does a great job, the chef. But I went and did pretty well. But then she came in and, and did it faster. <laughs> so uh, presumably a barbecue challenge is a load of barbecued meat, right? Yes. So there's a good variety. And if there's variety, usually that's exciting because you're not just like, oh gosh, I don't want to take another bite of this. Yes. I mean, obviously, um, 
Pit Bros has really great barbecue there. So it was easy to kind of power through all of that and just really enjoy it along the way. And then afterward with the promise of the free ice cream cone at the end. But it's also like <laughs> half pound, three quarter pound portions too. So it's not so much of anything that you'll get sick of it. Right. Unlike having like a three or four pound burger patty. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And then again, same question Dermot asked to Dean asked to you, Randy. So what, what do you sit there and go, oh, Reed, I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not going to be great at this. Or is there anything? Um, well, I, I don't always enjoy doing sweets challenges oh, because yeah, not, only, not only do they make you feel bad after, it's just there's something with our channel that people don't like to watch the videos. Okay. So, you know, kind of like spicy food, but, but with spicy food, you usually get more views from it. But this, when you're doing sweets challenges, you're going to feel miserable later, but you also know that there's not many people who are going to watch it either. <laughs> That's so strange. Yeah. I wonder why that is. People just don't like eating, watching yeah. people eat desserts. But, I mean, we always love doing team food challenges together. Mm-hmm. That, so. that can be a lot of fun. Um, oh, so is it is it one portion and you both eat it, or is it you both do the same thing at the same time? No, we usually do the team challenges together. We we try not to have each other on each other's channels okay. too much. Mm-hmm. So we usually don't do the same challenge simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Like tonight, we're going to be at Davy Burns doing a new fish and chips challenge. Okay. It's going to be yummy here in Dublin. But yeah, I'll go first. I'll do the challenge for my channels. It'll be Facebook live streamed on Randy Santel. And then there'll be a small break and then she'll go for her channel. Okay. But like, uh, have you eaten at Four Star Pizza? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got a team challenge at the Limerick location, where you have 20 minutes to, for two people to eat, uh, what do you say, like a three-kilo pizza? Yeah, roughly. A little <laughs> above that, yeah. So, yeah. Sure, in 20 minutes, Can no you problem. leave the crusts? Not for two people, though. But it yeah. does have to have five uh, toppings, so that's kind of makes it harder. Okay. Four have to be meat. Yes. Wow. Okay. The denser, the better, obviously. Um, have Do you go for regular medicals? Like, what are the health implications for doing what you do? Go ahead. Oh, well, actually, I was going to say go ahead to Randy because he's the one who's covered this on his channel before. He's done full blood work panels on himself and shown how um, how it goes from, like, decent to way better after just a period of taking time off. Because, obviously, there's not going to be great medical benefits mm-hmm. to uh, doing this. But we balance it well enough that the blood work is normal. Okay. But it can definitely improve. So, like, after a dieting phase or he has a more colorful name for it after a time of taking time off. I call it a sexification. <laughs> where you go from something not so sexy to just divine. Right, okay. <laughs> I like it. So I'm actually in the process back in the United States, I'm almost finished, uh, becoming a registered dietitian. Okay. So I started that in 2016. I did the three years of school, and then I just got done with my internship. And now I'm in the process of doing my master's degree. But I don't want to be an official registered dietitian while doing all the food challenges. So the goal is to keep on traveling with Katina now that I'm not in uh, actual in-person school. And we can travel around while I'm getting my master's degree online. And then once we're done with all the traveling and all the food challenges, I'll be able to pass the test, become a registered dietitian, and then I will transfer all of my social media over to basically using all that to help people with general nutrition and weight management. Okay. And then she's got, a, she's got a degree in kinesiology, so it's kind mm. of a, a teamwork. She'll be helping with the fitness side. Excellent. Well, we look forward to that, and it's just transformations so to come. Where can people see you uh, if, they're, if you're obviously traveling around Ireland for a little bit more? Uh, yes, yeah. Tonight at 5 o'clock, we're going to be at Davy Burns taking on a fish and chips challenge. Tomorrow also in, ooh, I'm forgetting all these parts of the county. Sure. There's one in Tallet. 
Talat, yeah. Yeah, Talat. I think that's Street Burger. Okay. I think that's on uh, Thursday. And then in something with an L or Klon or something, it's uh, at Wood Fire and Wings. Wood Fire and yeah, Wings. Yeah, that's going to be on Wednesday at 5 p.m. Do you okay. say yes to all these Invitations? Uh, too many. <laughs> but, I mean, there's so much good food around Ireland that it's it's not hard to say yes. And your social media, so people who can't make it to the actual restaurants can follow you. Are, you, are they both your names? Is that uh, His is his name. Mine is Katina Eats Kilos. All three separate words. Katina Eats okay, Kilos. Okay, so Randy Santel and Katina, Katina Eats Kilos. Thank you so much for dropping in, guys. Enjoy the rest oh, of your stay. Oh, thanks for having us. So this has been us. awesome. Yeah. Love to be in Bon appetit. Stevens and Malin Head today. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Explorer. Do you ever get kind of ratty at Mizzen Head? No. Well, I had the sunshine, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might have a bit more. They're further south, all right. They're uh, shocking. Uh, yeah, what's it like up there today? Uh, it's drizzly, cloudy. Like it's been for the last week, we've seen very little sunshine. Yeah. Right. Well, Dave declared very loudly on the radio yesterday that there would be no rain for 10 days. <laughs> I heard him. Finish. Yeah. <laughs> I left the cover off my uh, my new garden furniture. I had all the cushions out last night. And I was thinking, will I put a cover? Like, bring them in. I was like, no. Dave said no rain for ten days. <laughs> Look out the window this morning. I'm like, God damn you, Dave. Well, if you're taking your weather advice off a man with an app on his phone on the radio, then fair play to you, <laughs> Stephen. We got 350 quid uh, for BLT. What do you think? Bacon, lovely treats. Bacon, lovely treats. Do you do that ever? I do it all the time. What's your best yeah. bake? Uh, I do like bacon cherry scones. Oh, scones. Nice. Yeah. Nice one. I enjoy that. So if you were put on the, the British Bake Off, whatever, and they said, right, challenge, bake whatever you want, would you go for the scones? Mm, I'll probably do carrot cake, I'd say. Carrot cake. Yeah. I'm hungry now. I hope, you put, I hope you put enough of that carrot cake icing on top, do you? Because I hate when you get it and it's measly. No, that's the best bit. Yeah, it should be thick. <laughs> Indeed, I agree. Stephen, <laughs> baking lovely treats is not going to win you 350 euro, I'm afraid. No bother. Well, I've got uh, a chance to get one of them t-shirts. Uh, the we decommissioned them. The it might be the only yellow thing I see this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the buzzer didn't go off. I mean, like I'm not in control of the buzzer. Oh, when it goes I can't. Off. I can't. Oh. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. It just went I'm off. Up, my dear, <laughs> Have a sunshiny day. Fair play, Stephen. Cheers, lads. All the best. Bye, 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 bye. bye. Uh, Calvin's unleashed this morning. How are you, Calvin? All right, Dave. How are you? Yeah, not bad at all. What's going on with you? Any crack? No, just driving around delivering for Duns there, mate. Oh, just yeah. Getting everyone for groceries, that's all. Good, man. That's great, especially in the rain when people don't have to leave the house and you come along yeah. and give them all their stuff. Yeah, Dave got it wrong again. We've got both the weather terms, didn't we? <laughs> he did. Jesus. Yeah. I better be more careful with what I say. I'll check my app now while we're talking see what it says no, to me now. No, don't check your app because it's rubbish. Yeah, so I'll give people some more rubbish weather. So in the meantime, Calvin, what do you think a BLT stands for? Well, given we had a bit of hot weather, I think it's barbecue later tonight. Barbecue later tonight. Apparently there's record sales in the supermarkets at the moment of... I know, I'm delivering them every day. Oh yeah Barbecue meats left, right and centre Chicken drumsticks yeah. All that kind of stuff Whole shebang Well Calvin, guess what There's going to yeah. be 8 millimetres in the next hour or so And then 0 millimetres expected for, for the next days. 24 hours it says <laughs> He learns nothing <laughs> It was wrong yesterday It'll be right today Barbecue later tonight yeah. Is not the answer we're looking for Sorry oh, okay. Calvin, man. have a good day Safe driving Bye 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 and we got Catherine Leahy, who's in Tralee, County Kerry. Hello, Catherine. 
Hi, lads, what's the crack? You're about to go out and do the food shop. Did you not hear Calvin? You can get it brought to your door. Well, a lot of people find the food shop therapeutic. Like I know my wife loves doing it. Um and anytime I suggest, well look, here I will go and do the weekly shop, she's like, No. Now half of that's because she doesn't trust me to get what we need. <laughs> but I, you know, I think she enjoys it on her own. Not oh, with children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not with own. children. Different experience. What about you, Catherine? Do you like it? No, I hate it. Oh, my husband likes this. I hate it. And what do you hate about it? Everything. <laughs> my husband takes about 10 minutes to pick out a, like a, some cheese looking for the best seed it's just cheese buy the cheese <laughs> yeah, I'd be like him you gotta be you gotta be careful about what oh, cheese oh no he's a great man to get a deal in fairness I just don't have the patience well yeah are you like military <laughs> in out bang bang it's done yes yeah. do you write a list no time for messing around yes so my wife doesn't write That's lists and I, I, I feel so on edge and she's heading out the door I'm like how do you know what you need how are you not going to forget <laughs> things I would definitely forget without a list. She has a route that she follows and, and knows the things along the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So That's the way. I'd, I'd be all about the list. But anyway, I'll never get to know because she won't let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, BLT, 350 euro. What do you think? Brits like tea. Brits like tea. Should be followed with, mm-hmm. but the Irish love it. <laughs> Just a caveat yeah, there. Yeah. Sorry, Brits. <laughs> Brits like tea. <laughs> it's not right, Catherine. Okay. All right. Listen, enjoy the shop if you can. Thanks. Get yourself, get yourself a nice box of lions. You'll feel good about it all. Now she's too close. You're too close to Cork. You'd be drinking berries down there, wouldn't you? Yeah, berries. Would yeah. you really? Yeah. God. Okay. It's up to you, Catherine. I mean, I don't want to tell you how to run your life. like. But there's no rain 24 hours and drink lion's tea. They're my two pieces of advice today. So have a good day, Catherine. Bye. Bye, lads. Bye. Bye. Okay, 50 euro goes on top. It's now 400 euro. 400 quid for Asher. Look at us and that is BLT. <laughs> Guess the words, win the cash. You can do that again tomorrow. We'll close the lines now, reopen them in a little while. You know how travelling with a hangover can be particularly arduous. <laughs> in fact, you know, travelling at all. But particularly if you're hungover. How would you like to be this guy? Someone sent in a text that says, Lads, a mate of mine was on a stags. He missed his flight home with the rest of the lads. And when he left his bag to use the toilets, the airport police took it and blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to go home and tell that story and his missus won't believe him. There's no way she'll believe him. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't you come home with the rest of them? Oh, where's your bag? Sure, look We were talking earlier on to a couple of professional eaters who make their living travelling the world and eating food challenges. Randy Santel and Katina Dejernet were in um, and they're amazing and the challenges they do are phenomenal. Uh, one of the things they did was they did pips breakfast challenge uh, which was like I don't know about six full Irish on a massive piece of bread uh, in Dublin 12 however there was a claim that the hard boiled egg cafe in County Cavan has not only got a bigger breakfast than that but the world's largest Irish breakfast challenge big talk so here we go this is what's on it okay the challenge is still going if you complete it you get a free breakfast and a t-shirt which is big can I say yay and yuck to things that I may or may not like yes ten sausages yay (laughs) Ten rashers. Yay. Ten large eggs. Yay. Five hash browns. Yay. Five white puddings. Yay. Chips. Yay. And this is their description. A hill of beans. Mm. If the beans are too close to the egg, it's yuck. Three grilled tomatoes. Yuck. Mushrooms. Yay. And ten slices of toast and all the tea you can drink. Yay. Double yay. Now, here's the thing. It's free... If you finish that within 30 minutes. 
right? Which is amazing. However, you go, well, how much is it then if I don't finish? Because I probably won't. It's only 20 quid. 19.95. That's bloody good value. That's a lot of food for 19.95. Well, no, could you just order one? Yeah. And then say, can we get a spare plate with that? Oh. And then you split it with whoever you're with. Can we just go, can the six people you brought in? <laughs> can I get some napkins, please, to try and carry a hill of beans back to the car to eat later? I do remember there was an all-you-can-eat place uh, in Boston uh, where we were on a J1. Yeah. And uh, a couple of the lads used to constantly just order the pizzas and then just slide it into a gear bag. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> well, but the owners became wise to it uh, after a while. Yeah. <laughs> so they go, mm, that was delicious. Can I have another one? So they'd, they'd eat one and get another one for the gear bag. Have another one, another one for the bag. And then you put it in the fridge. You got pizza for the next day. Yeah. And you got no money, these things... I can see you know, the logic of it, yeah. Out. yeah. There's no sure I want pizza in a gear bag is the problem. <laughs> uh, I, think, I you... think they took their stuff out. The story. Today FM. Today's guest, his name is Rory O'Connor. You'll probably know him as Rory Stories from online, where he makes all the funny videos and, of course, uh, doing stand-up. He's on the line now to give us a story uh, of his own. How are you, Rory? Yeah, good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, we just watched you getting your head signed by Shane Lowry down at the golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I, that's I, when I was thinking stories. I was like, "Geez, that's fresh off the off the printer." That one, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, for people who didn't see it, uh, tell everybody what happened. Uh, so basically, um, it was unbelievable down there for anyone who was down there for the for the the pro am. But anyway, myself and my cousin were walking around. We decided, listen. We'll go to a tee box and we'll wait there because, like, I know you're an avid golfer fan yourself, there, so you want to see these guys hit a driver. So we got right up, uh, right up close and personal on the 14th, uh, right beside the ropes. And we watched like the Jambo, Brooks, um, all the big guns coming through, the, the Tiger Woods, etc. But Shane came up and, uh, no name dropping. Like, I know Shane, we've been out a few times. Like, sure, anyone knows he's just, he's, he's, he's one of the guys, he's a pure sound fella. But I was standing there and he hit his drive. And I wasn't going to make myself know and let him off. He's in the zone. But a woman right beside me said, excuse me, Shane, uh, can I have my cap sign? And he walked over and he had his head down. And I said, excuse me, mister, can you sign my head, please? And he looked <laughs> he looked up and he just seen it was me. He goes, ah, oh, Jesus. And he just grabbed my head and put it down in a big massive uh, Shane Lowry across his head. And I was like, jeez. And then we had a bit of a chat and off he went. And then the, the sky camera came straight up to me. And I didn't know what to say for the first time ever. I was just looking at us like, right, you're kind of intimidating me here, lads. And he's ever just <laughs> and, and that actually made the TV because my my my, uh, my my cousin texted me saying, "Oh, I was like, I didn't, never knew the camera intimidated you." And and off and off. And then I walked up behind him, um, and my phone just exploded with Auntie's uncle's text, and like he's on Sky, like and and uh, people asked, "Do you still do you still have the signature? Have you washed the hair?" But I was so stressed over the whole experience that by the time Shane was probably taking his pot on the green, the sweat had got rid of it. <laughs> because often what super fans will do is they'll get their part of their body signed, then they'll have it tattooed, you know, so that it remains there forever. I was just expecting you to say that you were getting the head tattoo out of it. Listen, I, I, I won't lie, I'll be honest, Dave. I had that conversation with my wife uh, that morning. Did I make a breakfast table? She goes, Listen, Rory, listen, like, you know, that's my impulsive behavior, probably ADHD and stuff that way. You get this thing, you have, there's no, I'm like, let's just think about this. Like, if the Irish people are mad enough, 
let's zone in on a really, uh, you know, a really positive, um, really positive kind of a charity in the country that's associated with me. Or the, and, and let's just ask Irish people, what are you willing to put towards charity for Rory to get Shane Lowry's signature <laughs> tattooed onto his forehead? I says, Emma, this would be epic. Like, you could make a, a million euro for an unbelievable charity. And like, who cares? Like, I'm six foot four. Not many people see my forehead anyway. Like, so forehead. Uh, maybe you do when he asks you to tickle it at night time. You have to look at Shane Lowry's signature every evening. Like, and, uh, but, but, but other than that, like, you know, listen, lads, don't, that's not out there now. And I, I have thought a bit more about it this morning. And it's it went from 70% down to maybe 20% chance of me doing it. But I would be mad. I would be mad enough to do it. Um, you know, it's only a squiggle at the top of my head. But listen, uh, for now, we'll just think about it anyway. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Pause for thought, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sleep on it, as my wife says, yeah. Well, you've half a million views on Twitter alone, that little clip of Shane Lowry signing your head. Yeah, fair play to the old British saying, bald fan. And, um, you know, <laughs> and if, if, if Rory stories go, go as well over the next few years, they'll be calling me British, like, it's not a kind of way, so it won't be the, it won't be the bald fan then, so. Um, well, it is going uh, really well. You've got, you've got your live shows coming. You're doing 16 dates all across September and October all around Ireland. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I suppose, like most kind of comedians, that you kind of just have a built up of energy from the COVID that you want to get going and get out there, so. Yeah, I was just, it's only when the dates came out I was like, okay, that's serious. Like, especially there's a few there, three in a row dates. Like, um, but listen, like, it's it's what we all want to do. Like, you know, it's 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 getting back up there, kind of getting the buzz, getting the laugh. So, no, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Lads can get tickets. RoryStories.ie, the place to go. And you were on the Ultimate Hell Week as well. We saw you on that. That was unreal. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. It, it was an unreal experience. Like. The funny thing is about Dave, I was only there for, for three days, you know, and it was, it felt like I was there for honestly three weeks. And mm. people watching it every, every whatever it was on Wednesday or whatever were like, God, like, they must get breaks and all, they must relax. But no, it is, it's, it's, I'm three hours sleep, like in the three days. I lost the stone away. And I know people will be signing up to anything to lose the stone in three days. But like, <laughs> <laughs> there are uh, easier ways to do it than being dunked yeah, into yeah. the sea and other things. Yeah. But, but like, I, I de- listen, uh, like, you know, I, I don't shy away, like, with, with the well being. And I know, damn, it's close to your heart, is out the meditation. It is, it's something that opened my eyes more to myself. Um, about the highs and lows and that's kind of me all over like I'm kind of like 110% or I'm, I'm 20% and it's something I struggle with I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of kind of being assessed myself for kind of uh, like the likes ADHD and stuff like that so I'm kind of wanting to know more about myself and that show brought it out because you're so butchered like mentally and physically that whatever issue is deep in there will come out if you allow it to once you totally. give it everything you did mm. and I did I, I, I gave it I gave it everything and, and and that's what came out and it is what it is but it's I've, like since Rolling Stories has grown I've always kind of promoted uh, well-being as best I can because it's close to my heart and with the, the evening with Rolling Stories show that I'm doing like yeah there's going to be a segment of comedy of course but also I'm bringing in you know special guests um, that you know that have interesting stories themselves that I want the people in the audience to take something away from our conversation that goes you know geez what them guys said uh, is very relatable to me and maybe I need to think more about this so that's what the show is going to be about a bit mm. of everything I, le- and, uh, I learned the guitar during the lockdown as well so a couple, of ba- a couple of old balance at the end of the night just oh, brilliant and, uh, <laughs> 
Good man. So, yeah, a bit of an all-roundy kind of a, an evening. So, yeah, looking forward to get going in September. Rory, always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, let us know if you want to tattoo the head. Uh, we can do it live on air with Dermot and Dave on Today <laughs> FM anytime you want. Yeah, well, listen, it's 20%. It might be 25% now, but listen, I'd be mad enough to do it. That's the God honest truth. Like, I have my, my club, GA Crest, done my Ashburn on me back that I got done for the crack in Australia back in 2010. So if I do that, I'd be liable to do this. So yeah. listen, <laughs> w- watch this space. Who knows? Okay. All right, Rory. Thanks, man. Best of luck. Cheers, boys. Bye. 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 The story. Today I found. <laughs> Coldplay, Adventure of a Lifetime. What's wrong? <laughs> That's our producer Maria's favorite song and band. He's not here. Who? She, yeah. Who? I don't. Oh, yeah. Sean's our producer. I don't understand. She's got a maternity leave. Who? Sorry, I forgot. She's gone. Sean. Old news. <laughs> Sean, Sean, <laughs> Times New Roman is in the yeah. building. <laughs> Maria Oldfield Devereaux out the door. She, new producer, who's she? I, <laughs> no, Maria, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're very, you. you're very tough, and she's not in the building. No, Maria, ignore me. Uh, Maria, 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 I'm blinking twice to show you. It's terrible in here since Sean got here. We had Rory stories in for what's the story there a few minutes ago. Absolutely brilliant. If you ever want to tell us a story for what's blinking story, on the radio, I'm so I keep sorry. You don't. You don't have to be a comedian like Rory Stories is to do it. Uh, you can just email Dermot and Dave at todayfm.com. Tell us what your story is and we'll get you on the radio. But right now, we have a story for you. Uh, you winning your lovely breakaway in West Cork. Experience West Cork's charm at Eccles Hotel and Spa. It is absolutely gorgeous down there. Yeah, yeah we haven't got any. Like, I'm doing West Cork like C7. Experience West Cork's charm at Eccles Hotel and Spa. A two-night escape at Eccles Hotel and Spa in West Cork can be yours. Stunning <laughs> 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 panoramic views. Oh, Paul! Uh, across Bantry Bay, three-course dinner in the Garnish Restaurant. A leisurely breakfast together each morning, and you can then complete your stay with a revitalized spa experience, which includes a soothing seaweed bath. Yeah, hello, I'm a German. I moved here two years ago to West Cork. I I'm I practically a cork man now. I thought I might get a seaweed bath sound effect out of that. Oh, no. No. <laughs> 55-minute treatment to your choice, a glass of bubbly in the outdoor hot tubs. Do you want to go? And a delightful wellness lunch. No, I don't want anything from you whatsoever. I want to want play. To go hiking. Oh, the First beautiful. Shush, <laughs> we're late. I want to play first note, last note, which is the first note of one song, the last note of another song. What are the two songs? Have a listen. Okay, any ideas? Uh, I want to guess. Can I guess the, no. the competition? Maria, Sean is, it, is terrible. Please come back and help us. Is it David Hasselhoff? The first one is David Hasselhoff. Have a guess on 0874 is Gunther. Dave's world. Dave's world. If we don't let him do it, he gets ratty. Bad jokes edition. Hi, Carl. Yo. Carl is here ready to laugh. Germany ready to laugh. Uh, just going to message someone on my phone But okay, go on <laughs> Lucia Lucia Starting <laughs> off today's bad joke She says What do you get Hanging from banana trees? Bananas Sore arms <laughs> <laughs> Louis is nine years old I think Might be ten Louis, hiya This is his joke Listen to this Hey Dave What do you call a factory that makes Okay products? Satisfactory. Hey. Hey. Very good. 
Really well told. Louis yeah, Louis really Louis. well told. Sneaker Agency, who is a Leeds man who lives in South Korea, who messaged me a joke. Come on, lads. <laughs> he said, made some fish tacos last night. Turns out they don't like Mexican food. Oh, <laughs> Did you get it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You stumbled a small bit. That's <laughs> wow. I prefer, I prefer that. Sorry. We're deducting points. High perfection, Colin Oak. <laughs> Damien says, "I love watching programs about lakes and rivers on the internet. Anything water related, really. I'm actually watching a live stream right now. Oh. <laughs> live stream." Murphogram says, "Why is Billy Joel's laundry still wet? He didn't start the dryer." <laughs> He made that up in the toilet. <laughs> I'm so happy he did. Let's just go back there. Benjani says, Dave, you love a bit of DIY. Well, I've just finished reading a book about DIY home construction. It's written by Build Your Own Homes. <laughs> Build Your Own Homes. <laughs> Build Your Own. Build Your Own Homes. <laughs> oh, same, uh, same, same, same kind of theme. Stephen says, <laughs> just started reading a book called Swimming the English Channel by Francis Near. <laughs> Jared says I got called pretty today uh, Pretty bloody annoying was the full sentence But I'm only focusing on the positives <laughs> I was reading an Asian book myself uh, Called uh, Spots on the Wall By Hu Flung Dung <laughs> <laughs> Yes it's Dave's bad jokes Yeah Philip says What did Mike Tyson say After working out with Chris Hemsworth you're going to be Thor in the morning. <laughs> You're going to be Thor in the morning. Mike Tyson. Okay, yeah, if you don't, don't like that one, if you don't like that one, how about one from Mr. Dermot Whelan? Oh. Who sent me this yesterday. I forgot. Hey, Dave, just made up another legendary joke for Dave's <laughs> uh, bad jokes. <laughs> your segment's called. Okay, ready? Um, how do you stop your cappuccino being stolen? Use Aircom foam watch. Yeah. Yeah, I still call it Aircom. Deal with it. <laughs> There's a joke for everyone. Oh, when they oh, come oh, to wow. you, you just got to send them to Dave. You do. Yeah. Phone watch, phone yeah. watch. The silence God. after the punchline is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I go for. Tony says, Not a great day, Dave. Not only would the toilet not flush, but now I've got a lifetime ban from B&Q. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Took me a while there. Yeah. Liam says, I went up to a man in the airport and I said, He said, no, no, sir. This is the check-in desk. (laughs) Speaking of which, Sadie says, the DAA are concerned at the number of passengers smuggling helium-filled balloons in their luggage. Cases continue to rise. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, from Deirdre, oh, I love this joke so much. Deirdre says, what's brown and behind a wall? (laughs) (laughs) Umpteen's dump. (laughs) Today is a momentous day if you're looking skyward, beyond the blue sky, beyond the sun, and into space. Space. Captain's log, sod 895.441. Wrong wrong sci-fi music, but okay. Doesn't matter, number one. Block. <laughs> Look, it is a big day for space fans. We're about to see more of space than we've ever seen before. So, of course, we had to get our favorite space expert on to explain all. He's a space journalist. His name is Leo Enright. He's on the line right now. Leo, hello. 
Lee, are you in space? <laughs> are you mowing your lawn on a sit-on lawnmower? <laughs> Leo, this is amazing. It sounds like he's at NASA HQ. Leo! <laughs> what is that? Leo? <laughs> Leo, <laughs> Leo was on a bus. I think he's still on a bus. But why can't he hear us? Leo. Ground control to Leo. Captain's log. Leo Enright has gone missing on a bus. To space. Space bus. On screen. There he is. He's in this Delta Quadrant. A.K.A. Dane Street. He seems to be trapped in some kind of anomaly. Oh. Open fire. He's gone. Open fire. Don't open fire on him. I refuse. Yeah, I'll tell you what, right, we're, we're trying him, to get him back up. Hang on, hang on we'll get him back in a sec. But listen, let us direct you to todayfm.com. Uh, it's the first blog there. You'll see new images show space like we've never seen it before. And just truly beautiful pictures of galaxies and planets and stars. And it's incredible. We've never looked this deep into space with now the James Webb Space Telescope, which has replaced the Hubble. It's the size of a tennis court and it costs $10 billion to make. It's absolutely phenomenal. Leo Enright, are you there, sir? Yes, indeed. I'm on a London bus, but I can hear you. <laughs> a London bus. Fabulous. But we, we won't delay you too long, but please explain why this is such a momentous day. You've told us about the James Webb Telescope before, but is this the day we've gotten back our first real exciting images from it? Yes, this is the first colour picture from the Space Telescope, and it really is extraordinary. Um, It's a look back into the distant past, just a few hundred million years after the Big Bang. So it's an extraordinary moment. So So explain that to us. Is that because the light takes so long to get to us that what we're looking at actually happened 13 billion years ago? That is exactly Right. And uh, these really are the earliest pictures we've ever seen. We're looking into the past and these images are the oldest images we've ever seen. So when the scientists now look deep into this photograph, what kind of things will they be looking for? What are they expecting to find or what do they think they hope to find in this picture of 13 billion years ago? Okay, so the picture itself is is astonishing for for one reason, and that is that the the galaxies in the foreground, in uh, nearer to us, are so massive and huge that their gravity is bending the light from galaxies much further back, and that light is magnified. It's called a gravitational lens. Albert Einstein predicted it. And so using this gravitational lens, they've been able to see much, much further back than they otherwise would. Mm. I suppose if you looked at Earth 13 billion years ago, it would look very, very different. And you would go, nah, nothing there worth uncovering. But actually, you know, obviously it's plagued with humans now. Like we, we could see things that maybe. Uh, you know, may not have held life 13 billion years ago, but they could be very different now. Oh, yes, absolutely. In fact, what we're seeing in this image um, is the first galaxies, and hopefully they're telling us that very soon they'll be able to see the first stars even before galaxies formed. So what we are seeing is the birth of creation. Wow. It's the beginning of the universe 
And this is long, long before the Earth uh, was even thought about. Uh, the Earth is only about 4 billion years old, the solar system. And what we're going to be able to do with this telescope, and a lot of Irish astronomers are working on this project, very important to emphasize that Ireland is actually providing um, some of the equipment aboard the Space Telescope that allows them to see the behind the dust uh, as stars are born uh, and as planets formed. So using the Irish filters uh, on one of the instruments, they, the scientists hope to understand how the Earth was born. Yeah, it's the infrared capability, isn't it, that it can see, can pierce these dust clouds and things that previously unto this that were just kind of blocked to us. That is exactly right. I mean, a lot of the wonderful pictures from the Web, the Hubble Space Telescope, that iconic uh, space telescope, uh, scope, well, a lot of those really dramatic pictures are actually pictures of dust. Mm. We're not actually seeing what's going on behind the dust. And what they're hoping to do with infrared which is a different wavelength from the light that we can see with our eyes, what they're hoping to do is, is penetrate that dust and actually see the process of star formation and planet formation. And as I say, there are quite a number of Irish scientists who've devoted their careers to exactly this area of research uh, and uh, with funding from the Institute for Advanced Studies in Dublin uh, and from the Irish government. It's been possible uh, to make a, a very serious Irish contribution to this project. Leo Enright, live from a bus in London, <laughs> talking about space. We couldn't be happier. Leo, thanks for joining us. <laughs> My All the best. See you later. Bye-bye. Someone says, I'm a metal fan, and the first time I heard Born Slippy in the system, I had a Renton from Trainspotting moment when my arms went up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Block Rock and Beats. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Don't disappear down the toilet like he did as well. Uh, Bye, Joyce. John and Limerick says, lads, I've never wanted a bag of cans at this hour of the morning. <laughs> so bad after that banger. And Mark and Lucan says, cheerin! Spot on. Uh, Pamela Joyce has joined us. Hi. Hello. Why do you want a little bit of lullaby? Um, because I had a stark realisation yesterday. So I was watching Love Island and, you know, the girls, they get into bed in their lovely kind of silk pyjamas and they mm. all look lovely and mm. they're all very happy. And then I go to bed <laughs> and it's a whole rigmarole. Okay. And I just had to take a moment last night and say, it's a good thing you're single. Because what, there's no way you can get into bed. So I have six pillows and four cushions. I have to have them. Uh, sorry, on the bed yeah. beforehand, but what yeah. about when you're in the bed? Oh, yeah, just disperse them oh, okay. evenly. Um, and then I have to wear a nightie. And I'm, I'm turning 30, not 70, I know. <laughs> but for the airflow, I had to wear a nightie, right? Particularly at the moment. Exactly. Um, I had to wear my Harry Potter eye mask because I'm very sensitive when I sleep. I also had to wear my earplugs. And because of the heat, I had to keep the window open. <laughs> But because the window open, all the pollen is coming in, so oh. I had to shove two pieces of tissue up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> to stop my nose from running in my sleep. And I was like, whoever he is, he's a lucky, lucky man. <laughs> so see, it wasn't a good look. That happens on Love Island, but they just cut it out of the edit. I They're don't all know. lying there with tissues up their nose, plugs in their ears. Wearing and nighties, Harry Potter masks. eye masks. Drowning <laughs> <laughs> in pillows. Well, I'm, an, I'm an eye mask and earplug man yeah. myself. Needs Swear to by it. Needs to happen. No, I'm just. Honked. I'm the cause of the earplugs in my house. I'd say you could fall asleep like that. Oh, you've no idea. I can get on the ground it's right now and go to sleep in five minutes. It's an absolute talent. Yeah. I live with it. It's amazing. 
I'm so jealous. Yeah, so, ask okay. his wife. She doesn't think the same thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping tonight will be better, but we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I want the same again. <laughs> his wife is a squirting polyfilla into her ear hole. Guys, there's only four sleeps left until the big day. Limerick take on Kilkenny in Croke Park this Sunday. The All-Ireland hurling final, of course, and the nerves are starting to build inside both sets of fans. Sean and Cahill are jealous that their nerves aren't involved. We've got a Clare man, we've got a Tipperary man, and we've got a Limerick man sitting across from me. Well, in Limerick, one man in particular has been looking for some outside help ahead of the big match. Parik Bog Carroll, (laughs) one of Limerick's biggest fans, has been praying to God all week for a Limerick win. He's on the line now. How are you, Podrick? Morning, lads. How are you? So what church have you been in? Uh, I made up my own church, actually, just for this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we've seen pictures of you. Do you wear a sombrero? I do, I do, I do. What's your full outfit for an All-Ireland final? Like, what would you be wearing? Uh, Jersey, sombrero. Uh, We have... A lot of flags got from TH flags there in Newport. They make them up specially. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, usually shorts because, uh, you know, your size, you need a bit of air. You would. <laughs> You're wrapped in, wrapped in polyester. Certainly will well, this think, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've been saying prayers every day this week. Um, so have you just been doing that at home or have you actually been going into a church? No, I have actually set it up at work as well. I have the altar at work as well, so <laughs> it gives me an excuse to go to work in the mornings as well, just so that I actually have to pray. You know? <laughs> so, what's on the altar? Is there any famous faces there? What kind of things have you got there? What um, holy statues? Well, the only holy statues that really count really here in Limerick is John Kiley's pictures <laughs> and the team's pictures. So... <laughs> They're the only God that you really worship here. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, people from other counties would be saying to you and every other Limerick fan, your prayers have already been answered. Ye have JP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but money doesn't buy success. You know, you have to have the player. Well, it definitely helps. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, well, put it, put it this way, Ask Man City. Yeah, we, we've heard that the Kilkenny lads, no matter what well, happens... I'm a Liverpool supporter, so we don't talk about City either. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, come here, we've heard that the Kilkenny lads, no matter what happens, have to drive home after the All-Ireland on Sunday because they've no hotel to stay in. But for some reason, the Limerick lads have managed to have some five-star resort they can go into. How do they afford that? <laughs> But you see, we've been up there so often that we've bought places. When <laughs> You've holiday homes up beside yeah, Crow Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're actually developing Dublin accents now. We are, we're up there so often. Farik, like. <laughs> what will you be like? You what know, about like? what will you be like about five minutes before throw in? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'd be usually a nervous wreck before matches. Yeah, you still because be praying. I'm usually, kind of thinking about. Sometimes what's going to go wrong rather than what's going to go right, like, you well, know. There's a lot of people remembering 2019 and it went wrong for Limerick. It did, but we won't talk about Hawkeye or, or, or uh, linesmen that they like to just let that slide, you know. Oh, he's a true fan, all right. Um, what's, yeah. your, what's your favourite memory? Maybe, what's, first of all, what's your earliest memory of Limerick hurling? What was any special moments growing up? Um, well, I was, I've been going to games like since the very early 80s. Um, when the league was used to be played, we'll say, in kind of before Christmas and after Christmas. So I've been following them back then to time. But I suppose the earliest good memory would, I suppose, have been like the likes of uh, 92 winning the league. 
94 winning the Munster final and getting to the final, and even though we lost it. Yeah. Um, but they were the early days that you kind of thought right, well, there's a possibility of some success, like. And we had to wait a while. We had to wait <laughs> 15 years later, it happened. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, 25 years later, it happened. Made it all the sweeter. It's coming. And uh, what, okay, so that, you'll be a nervous wreck beforehand. But what about afterwards? If Kilkenny do it, what are you going to do, Porrick? Uh, I kind of haven't thought about that. Like, so we'll just derail, You're just, just focusing on the positive. Yeah, yeah, that's it, exactly. Yeah. yeah so it was, look, if, if, if by chance slim chance that Kilkenny win it well all you can do it was is congratulate them and come back and try and take it off them again next year but well, Rory has sent a text in to say Cody will win one more and then retire you heard it here first right right yeah, we just don't know when that's going to happen though yeah yeah <laughs> not going to be this year like yeah yeah maybe <laughs> when them becomes in the final Cody might have a chance of having one more but like I don't know can he stay until he's 80 or 90 like you know oh here we go that's fight and talk Limerick in the final every year till Brian Cody's 80 or 90 um, what prayers have you doing like the novena or how many decades or well, does it does does we, we obviously with 50, usually the rosary is kind of a uh, you know you might have the twelve decades or something like but uh, we throw in fifteen just to cover each of the prayers. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, like Parik, I think you've taken your eye off the ball because while you're off praying for Limerick, I mean yesterday. Revolution began. Yeah, the Manchester yeah, United yeah, beat yeah. Liverpool four 0 in the preseason friendly cup. That's usually the one that you win early in the year. Isn't it? Yeah. They like to, yeah, they like to get their one win out of the way. Well, listen, I'll take it. I mean, any time you see a scoreline against Liverpool, that is four nil. And yeah. the way that my United team finished in terms of personnel, and the way the Liverpool team finished in terms of personnel, it was like, oh my god. Yeah, so. do you remember there uh, was it sometime last season? I think it finished. Was it uh, Aguirre's nine in? Sorry, Parker, you're breaking up there. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you saying about Limerick there? I'll send in the video there of the DVD of it. Yeah, okay, we'll go back to the GAA. Fair enough. You've got yeah, me. Yeah. You've got me. Uh, You've got me. Porik, the County of Limerick thanks you for your continuous support. Your boss may not thank you for having an alder at work and obviously That's being distracted. But look, <laughs> whatever it takes. What's your job? I work as a caretaker inside in the sports hall and crew. Good man. Okay, you're in the right business, that's for sure. And have we got a, a score prediction? Because obviously we know you think Limerick are going to win, so... I, I don't have an actual score, but I think we'll win by five or six points. Five or six points? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Dermot's agreeing with you there. We've got a Clare man and a Tipperary man here beside us, lads. Have you got predictions? Do you think like it's going to be that clear-cut? I think Kilkenny are going to win by about two points. That's a Clare man, Tipperary man. That's what do you a, think? That's a bitter Clare man. Yeah, well... Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but... Oh, the Tipperary man is holding off on his judgment. Okay, all right, all right, fair enough. Let's see. Tipperary man probably just hates both of us. You're right, Farley Carroll. You're right. Come here, enjoy the week. Keep the prayers coming in, and uh, we'll we never know. We might give you a buzz on Monday morning if you're able to talk and tell us everything happened when you yeah, win by five so yeah, or six you, points. You, you can come over and give, the, give a look at the trophy when you want. To <laughs> fair enough, Farley. Come on, Farley. See you. Hi to everybody in crew. Bye. All the best. of you getting in touch? There's no. If Kilkenny wins, says Declan in Kilkenny, it's our year. It's only a matter of turning up. Ooh. I'm sure that's not what Brian Cody said to the players. Yeah. In fairness to him, uh, Peter and Burr says 
Every neutral is shouting for the cats, even the dogs. <laughs> Possibly true. Here, listen. We will hear tomorrow on the show from Kilkenny fans. Our call got in his car yesterday and drove down to Ballyhale Shamrocks. Yeah. The home of hurling, and you were treated like royalty. Oh, it was an absolute honour to be there. I'll, I'll dive deep into all that tomorrow, but okay. it was an absolute honour, and uh, they were brilliant. It was brilliant crack. Okay. But I will say, and I also went into the city as well. I went into Kilkenny City, met a couple of fans. There was a, a lad sang me a song. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's wrote a song. Yeah, he's going to be on up for the match on Saturday. So did you meet the Kilkenny equivalent of Bog? Who yeah. we just heard from Yes I did And his name is Elvis Wow <laughs> Bog versus Elvis But we get into all that tomorrow That's all tomorrow But, but what you, I can you're say also is, heading to Limerick aren't yeah, you Yeah yeah But what I can say is Kilkenny fans are up for it Right Really really up for it Just as much as Bog is So I am heading to Limerick tomorrow afternoon After the show And I want to know Are there any more men like Bog okay. who, Where should I be going or Who should I be meeting Because it was easy finding him in Kilkenny Okay, 87 If you any pit stops for Carl to make around the county of Limerick to soak up the atmosphere and get it from the horse's mouth, I presume you're going to some GA club down there, are you? I am, yes. Patrickswell GA club. Patrickswell, okay. You didn't go to my set liberties. I mean, you could have gone and seen all the pictures of me on the wall. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the picture of him on the wall. <laughs> Under 11. There is no picture of me on the wall. <laughs> okay, so if you're in Limerick or you're a Limerick fan and you think Carl should be talking to you for the big package we're going to have on Friday for the Limerick fans, let us know on 87 102 Carl will make his way to you on Thursday after the show and so, have a chat to you. Sorry, there is a picture uh, of me on the wall. It says, uh, warning, do not let this man... <laughs> Do not serve him drink on this premises. <laughs> Abusive. Not after what happened the last time. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking to Sabina Brennan, neuroscientist, a host of the Super Brain podcast, about face blindness. Brad Pitt has come out recently, says he suffers from it and that he stays home a lot of the time because uh, he just can't recognise people, sometimes close family and friends. Although someone says, maybe Brad got mixed up between Angelina and Jennifer. So that's, that's what <laughs> yeah. happened. Well, Chris says, I can imagine lots of people claiming they have face blindness after shifting the face off a stranger instead of their partner on a night out. Uh, yeah, well, I think as Sabina was pointing out, even Brad hasn't been officially diagnosed. So I think it's one of those things where you're, um, you know, you, there, there's an element of it, as she said, a bell curve, a spectrum of ability to recognise faces where Dermot's at one end and I'm at the other end. But then beyond Dermot are people who actually been diagnosed with face blindness. In fact, Katie was in touch with us on text. She said, I'm face blind. One thing that I struggle with is movies with people who look the same. White men in suits are really hard to differentiate, especially if their hair is not distinctive. And uh, oh, the Matrix must have been a disaster. <laughs> but oh, Mr. Anderson, all those guys. <laughs> look all the same, exactly. Yeah. Um, one of my sisters is like that, says another text. She would be liable to walk straight by with no inkling that she ever met you before, and that's even with close friends and family. Yeah, I think we all have family members who would just keep on walking <laughs> if they saw you on the street. And then the opposite way, someone says, uh, I was born six weeks premature, but I'm actually a super recognizer. There's a test you can do. Dave should do it. I should do it and see if I'm a super recognizer. Or maybe I'm just normal and you're just not really good at it. Maybe that's the situation. I definitely think it's inherited. Yeah. Because my dad was awful at recognizing people's faces. I remember I used to caddy for him when he was playing golf as a teenager, like the world's worst job, where you walk around for five hours and get a Twix oh, at the end of it. Oh, I've been there. I didn't even get a Twix, Dermot. All I got was you a... You got a lap blanket. I'm oh, sorry, I from did. From the Irish I Open. I did get a lap blanket. Uh, but anyway, I remember I'd be there with him. You know, anyway, you're cringing at your parents when you're a teenager anyway. Yeah. But I used to always see people come up and go, 
his name was Dermot as well. And I go, oh, how are you, Dermot? And he'd go, oh, it's yourself. <laughs> he doesn't recognise anybody. <laughs> but I, I used to see it. I used to think in my teenage brain that he was just like really lazy right. about remembering people. Like, ah, whatever. Whoever the hell you are. Yeah. But actually now, it's definitely something I, you know, inherited. And uh, like I met somebody from this building who shall remain nameless by a beach in a different county mm-hmm. one morning at a weekend. And I went completely blank. And I know them. Like, <laughs> and I couldn't get it together. I was like, What's happening? <laughs> and then I had to piece it together from clues of what they you were dropped saying. In the conversation. And then, you know, their voice. And then I was like, oh my God, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come clean about how, how the conversation no, it began? it was too bad. Okay. It would be like, like me not recognizing you. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. That's bad. Yeah. Now, I was tired. <laughs> and emotional. <laughs> there may have been karaoke the night before. Well, Dermot described earlier on a situation where I was walking down the road going, Lisa! And he'd be like, who's this? Someone says, uh, Alan says, I've been the Lisa in that situation for real, Dermot. At one of your outside broadcasts in the barber shop a few years ago. Yeah, we used to do the oh, barbershop. Oh, in class. Dave stuck the hand out and said, Alan, how are you? And I saw the fear on Dermot's face. I'm just a listener, like, says Alan. <laughs> but I obviously knew you from something. See, you even know the listeners by their first <laughs> Names. I do. Mostly, I don't stand yeah. a chance. <laughs> that's probably true. Oh, but that's the worst when somebody says to you, um, like I was walking the dog the other day, and a woman said um, she was walking her dog. And we kind of ended up sort of walking beside each other, and she said, "Ah, oh, yeah, I, I kind of recognise you." And then you're thinking, "Oh God, no, now I have to say that awful thing where I, I, some, I work on the radio and I, I do bits of TV sometimes. That maybe is it, is it that? No. And then you think, oh God, I'm actually just my neighbour. <laughs> thinks no, no. I saw you in your garden, ego head. <laughs> it's like you know, I have those awkward <laughs> ugh, moments. So I now, just know, I now, just know everybody. So I go, yeah. Oh, hiya, Paula. How's it going? It always reminds me of when you were in the hospital and and the guy said. Can I have your autograph to sign a piece of paper so that you were registering your wife yeah, in the hospital? Yeah. And you said, oh, well, you listen to the show, do you? Uh, and he went, no, no, I just need, I need your signature to clear for clearance in the hospital. <laughs> oh, and what was the famous sentence you said? I said, sorry, it's just that I'm slightly famous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I think of every time I have to go through those conversations. <laughs> Oh, it still makes me shiver even to this day. Sean, currently the poll as to whether you have a hat head or not is 100% yes. That's because there's been one vote. (laughs) 100%. Okay, but you said 20 minutes ago my head looked like an egg when I put the hat on it. That was a different hat. It has to be a very specific hat for your head. If you put the wrong hat on, oh God, people will be running for their lives. (laughs) Sure, look at that is. Okay, 400 euro on the line for Asher Lookit. Isn't that it? All you got to do is recognise what is missing in the sentence BLT. And then all that cash can be yours. 400 quid. Tracy Carnes is in Wexford. Hi, Tracy. Morning, lads. How are you? Sunny southeast. Is it splitting their stones? Absolutely. Beautiful day down here. Yeah, I heard the bad yeah. news for Connacht and some of Ulster that it's not quite the same, but it is absolutely cracking here in Dublin as well. So, Are you near a beach, Tracy? No, about 40 minutes away, but no, it wouldn't be. What's the nearest beach to you? Curraclough is probably the closest. That's so weird. I was just about to say Curraclough. Genuinely was. I don't know why. Maybe it's the only Wexford Wexford Wexford. now. (laughs) And, uh, like, should we be worried about the Wexford strawberry sellers um, sitting at the side of the road in that kind of heat? 
I mean, they could shrivel up to a little prune. Just cut you a bit, yeah, I'd say so. Give them a hand today. Stay hydrated, guys. Uh, <laughs> Tracy, BLT, 400 euro. What do you think? I'm thinking bottle lids twist. Bottle lids twist. Actually, it's probably not the sun they should be worried about. It's the constant exhaust fumes. Yeah. <laughs> I think the cars will kill them before the sun does. And the fact that they're sitting in the hard shoulder is <laughs> definitely not safe. But they're always, they always have a good paperback book with them, usually. Oh, God, yeah. Very important. Yeah, that'd be important. Tracy, <laughs> did you ever sell strawberries? No, I didn't, no. Yeah, you're not a real extra person at all, so. I used to pick them as a child, but oh. I gave that up. <laughs> I used to do a bit of stand-up on it, actually, where I, I was suggesting that Wexford children go through a rite of passage, so instead of communion, they just got given half a caravan and got put on the side of the road for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> they always have these little cabins that they have to go in and out of. Tracy, <laughs> bottle in Swiss is the wrong answer. No worries, lads. All right. Have okay. a lovely day. Enjoy the sunshine. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Maggie Glynn is in County Galway. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> sure, look at Isn't that it? Maggie Glynn, we're sending you a bright yellow Dermot and Dave today. If I'm look at isn't that a T-shirt? Thank you very much. Much appreciated. God come bless you. Come here. <laughs> come here. Are you trying to get a dog out of a lake? Yes, I have a big dog who was just sitting in the lake looking at me. <laughs> it's too hot for the dog. He's just gone. I love that. What kind of a dog is it? Is it a retriever? It's a, no, it's a Newfoundland. Oh, wow. Proper big dog. A what? Yeah. A Newfoundland. Big black, hairy monster of a dog. They're gorgeous. So, yeah, that's exactly it. A giant teddy bear. Yeah. What's and his name? Jasmine. Was it a her? Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. You called it a he, but it's a girl. You called it a he. Right, John. <laughs> no, as long as you made a mistake and not us. So Jasmine <laughs> is just sitting there in the water, cooling down. Yeah, the last 20 minutes now. Like, they must be so hot because they're such long, thick hair, Newfoundlands, and those kinds of breeds. They must be just roasting. Uh, she's melting, but look at I have a lake outside the door, so. Look at you. What lake is it? Uh, you wouldn't know. It's only a local lake. Oh, sorry. You keep it secret. Only a local <laughs> lake. Fine, yeah, fine, Maggie, fine. Can you swim in it? You can. But is, does it have those lake things, you know, where there's like reeds and weird things under the water that keep rubbing off your legs? Yeah, there's, there's plenty of that. You know, they're kind of, oh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> you get those things. <laughs> um, yeah, something about lake water is a little bit creepier than seawater. It's dirty, so you can't see. Yeah, oh, not I great. I think that's it. Yeah. No, I think that's it. Is it clean, um, like? It's a clean lake, but lake water is normally... Mm. Not if your dog dirt. keeps sitting in it. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, BLT, 400 euro, what do you think? Uh, bounties look tasty. Bounties look tasty. They don't just look tasty, they taste tasty. I love bounties. I think there's been a pushback against bounties in recent years, I and not many people all. like them. Can everyone who likes bounties in this room say aye? Aye! Okay, half the room. That's 50%, that's a good, that's a good start. Increase the size of our poll. Who Do you knows? like them, Maggie? Uh, they've been only the last ones left in the celebration box, so that way. <laughs> oh, good for me then. I'd call around your house. Cup of tea, load of small bounties. It, uh, bounties, I feel like they're the bar that your parents would have liked in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, but they're all right. They're, they're kind of, you know, they're in there with the... Uh, the Turkish delight. Oh my God! How dare you? And the uh, no, <laughs> the peppermint. I will not the have fries it. cream. No, I, I still eat fries cream today as well. Maybe I'm just old. Did you know, Maggie, that the cream in a fries cream isn't minty? Un- Never knew that. Unless you specifically go for the peppermint one, mm-hmm. but everyone assumes that it's mint. It's actually not. It's just fondant. It's just sweet. 
Oh, there's my use of sex for the day. Well, the, the, the connoisseurs <laughs> among us who eat them regularly don't think that it's mint. We know it's fondant and we, we lean into the fondant. Mm, it's not a, a wonderful thing. It's not a bar you want to take a bite of and then f- leave somewhere in your car. <laughs> because it's so sticky. So melty oh. and sticky instantly. Uh, Maggie, bounties look tasty is the wrong answer. We will send you the t-shirt. Maybe you can stick it on Jasmine and take a photo for us. No problem. Thank you very much for that, guys. All right, bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Dave, do you know where uh, McDonald's chips live? Our Burger King. Oh, down in between the seat and the yeah. gear, the yeah, gear yeah. tunnel. There's so many chips down that little <laughs> sliver, isn't there? You look in and they're like, oh my God, they must be like a year old and they're still intact. <laughs> they're still tasty if you can get them out. <laughs> if your fingers are long enough. Colin McKenna's in County Meath. How are you, Colin? Hello, Dave. How are you? Not bad at all. You're at the back tidying up. Oh, yes. What, any particular reason, any event happening? Uh, nothing particular, no, it just no. has to be done. Summertime has to be done. Summer, the garden. Summertime, everything yeah. keeps growing. Dead right. Yeah. Um, and what's the plan later on in the sunshine, Anthony? Uh, hopefully now a barbecue. Okay. Oh, and has that inspired your guest today? Yeah. BLT, what do you think it is? Uh, barbecue and later tonight. Barbecuing later tonight, oh, BLT. Such a gorgeous barbecue on Sunday. Mm. Oh, here we go. Food brag coming up. <laughs> food brag, just food appreciation. Burgers, ovs. Uh, Frankfurters, by the way, oh, lads. Because you get the little grill lines on them from the from the barbecue. Exceptional. Mm-hmm. And lamb tandoori skewers, what I bought in the supermarket. I didn't make them. But Jesus, I was meat sweat out of it. I just couldn't <laughs> have been happier. Don't worry, there was no meat in the Frankfurter. <laughs> <laughs> Column, barbecue later tonight is the wrong answer, but it's a good idea. No problem. Thank have, you. Have a lovely day. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do you know you get a good hot dog, actually? Eddie, Eddie Rockets. I haven't had one of them in years. You know the Eddie Rockets hot dogs? Yeah. Very good. Crispy onions are the key. And I know I use... Sauerkraut? Oh, God, no. I know I use a German mustard. And that elevates it for me, but not Go everyone on, has say it. The, say the word. Susa Senf. <laughs> That's what? That's what such it's called. a flanker. That's what it's called. <laughs> um Anyway, you don't. You may not be able to get Susasenf in your local hippo <laughs> market, but, uh, <laughs> but if you ever can, uh, <laughs> if you can ever try it, I recommend it. Look, we'll add Funsic Euro to the total, and tomorrow it'll be worth fun funded. Oh, good now. <laughs> and then you can win that tomorrow. Right now, we'll close the lines and feel good. That's the music. Say stop. Okay, Say Stuff That Suits The Music is what Dermot is going to do now. He'll hear pieces of music he's never heard before. Off the top of his head, he will say stuff he thinks suits those pieces of music. Are you ready? Uh, well, it uh, depends how good the music is. Well, David. Be will it be inspiring? Inspiring? You've such an easy job. <laughs> such an easy part of this. Right, go on. Uh, hit the button. Mega artists Sean Paul and Shakira have lost their luggage at Dublin Airport and have a brand new track. Sean Paul! Shakira, Shakira! Where's my suitcase? Sean Paul! My suitcase, where's my suitcase? Where's my suitcase? My freaking suitcase! Sean Paul! I lost three bags and a hold on case! And as the last of the removal trucks arrive at 10 Downing Street to take away the final belongings of Boris Johnson, former Prime Minister of Britain. The first truck 
course, is for his furniture and belongings. And the other seven are for his ego. Ah, the Irish summer. And don't the Irish people look happy with the good weather? There they go, drinking on the beach. And drinking in the park. And drinking in their back gardens. In fact, they're drinking all the time. The only time they're not drinking is when they're passed out from, you've guessed it, drinking. And don't they look stylish? He's wearing nothing but a pair of Liverpool shorts and she is in her brassiere. Irish people going mental in the summertime. I'd like to introduce this vote of no confidence because the government have failed miserably. What, excuse me, what's happening in here? What's happening in the chamber? Oh, we're having a rave. The weather's too good, missus. We're all getting off our heads. Oh! John Corla, do something about this. Uh, the vote of no confidence has been uh, defeated. I have full confidence that we'll all be off our faces in no time. Here's the kind of monster. <laughs> Congratulations to uh, Lisa O'Brien and her three kids who have managed to find the last beach parking space in Ireland. There they are, reversing into it now. And they're all getting out of the car. Well done. Ah, oh, they've forgotten the swimming togs. They've got to get back into the car and drive home and get them. Oh, and the space is gone now anyway. It's been bulldozed and turned into an Aldi. Green Day have also lost their luggage at Dublin Airport. I had a suitcase and so did my wife. Dublin Airport's the worst airport we've seen in our lives. Thanks to the airport, idiots haven't had clean clothes in two weeks. I've worn the same pair of jocks since the start of June. Yes, it's Dermot and Dave, but... Dermot? No, he's not here. That means he got on an airplane and the airplane flew in the sky and hopefully it's landed with all of his luggage. <laughs> he's on his holidays, but he's definitely not here. So that's good news. The poor man, after his uh, unsuccessful trip to Italy, is now on a successful trip somewhere else on his holidays. Dermot, enjoy yourself. Uh, we've got loads to do on the show today. But the first thing up on the show is a question about this fair country of ours. And it comes from Carol, who's in Tipperary. Hi, Carol. Hey, how are you? I'm great, and yourself? Good, good, good. What is going on? It's the weird provincial flags around the country. Provincial There's, flags? I suppose we travel a lot. We live in Tipperary. I'm from Cork, other house from Kilkenny, so we're kind of, and I do be on the road a good bit. Yeah. And there's provincial flags flying really high from lampposts around the country. All right, so you and haven't just seen them in, it's not just like one town has decided let's no. celebrate being part of Munster or Connacht or whatever. No, it's the one with all four provinces. Oh, one flag with all four on it. That's the one. And they're literally all over the country. And I don't know why. They're all really new as well. Like, so they're, It's like they're being updated. They're not just being... It's not something that was put up 45 years ago. Yes, I know what you and mean. And left to go to rot. Okay, so let, let's get this straight. So there's a flag which has all four provinces on it. Are the four of yep. them kind of jammed into the middle or are they four quadrants like? It's divided in four and mm. each corner has Munster, Leinster, Connacht, Ulster. Like I personally haven't seen them. So I, I promise you. On your way home to Port Marnock, look up, you will see them. <laughs> see them. Guarantee it. I did recently, I think I was driving down the Keys, and I saw Irish flags, but they were the wrong, like, because you know the way, on the Keys in Dublin, the flags are really tall, right? Yeah. So 
they put up a picture sometimes of like things, events that might be on, or if it's Pride or whatever, yeah. they have the thing, or if it's just dubs or whatever. But they had the Ireland flag, except they were like, it was a really long strip of green, a really long strip of white, and a really long strip of orange. And it just looked like a really weird, stretched out tricolour. It's just kind of oh, bizarre. No. But anyway, that's not what you're looking at, but it just reminded me of that. So I'll keep an eye out and see if I see them. But if anyone has any idea why there are provincial flags flung around the country with no obvious purpose, is there some kind of effort to maybe make it replace the tricolour? I don't think so, because like, they're just randomly on the side of the road. Right. You know, like I know there's one from here going home from Cork, like there's the Cork Kerry Road and you might just see kind of two or three of them like so they're they're sporadic it's sporadic. not that they're just outside towns or villages yeah. they're in the middle of nowhere but it's like someone's put them up and maintaining them and kind of going oh got to make sure they look fresh and clean like they're not being left get weather worn or battered or torn right it's, I don't know I don't know I don't know <laughs> you don't know I don't know somebody will definitely know that's the main I thing so. I know about our listeners. Somebody will definitely know. Oh eight seven four one hundred one zero two. Figure out if you can for us what exactly is going on. Carol needs to be put out of her misery now. So do I because I'm now part of your wondering group. I want to know what the hell is going on. So if you have any idea, let us know. Oh eight seven four one hundred one zero two. Carol, given that you're married to a Kilkenny man, how's he feeling yeah. about the All Ireland? Oh, he's clear. He's hope. Again, we live. My kids went to school in Limerick, mm. so like all their you know buddies and stuff are obsessed Limerick fans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's kind of like, again, yeah, he's Kilkenny to the core. We just kind of don't mention sport every summer. Because um, <laughs> apparently I can't comment on it because if I say anything about it, I'm jinxing them. Or I'm You're cursing jinxing or them. Either them or just being not nice. If they were, if Kilkenny were 15 points up with five minutes to go, and if I said, I think it's in the bag, you know, he was like, oh my God, why did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> so will you watch it with him on Sunday or will you just leave him be? I just leave him be. There was one year... But like I hid the kids in the furthest point away from the house because he turns into like an angry seventy-five-year-old man when he's watching it. <laughs> it happens to the best of us, in fairness. In fairness. Oh yeah, we I christened him Donny. It's kind of like, Donny. Enraged, enraged Donny, angry Donny. <laughs> so no, we won't. Come here again. Whoever wins, I'd love to be. I'll stay neutral. I won't oh, say that, that, that was that was close. You nearly nailed your flag to the mast, as they say. And it's the provincial one. Cover all of them. <laughs> Carol Dooley, thanks for joining us. Come here, thank you. Thank Hopefully you. we'll get an answer. Bye. Hopefully. Take care. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. We had Carol on from Tip there, who was just asking us if we knew what the provincial flags that she's seen around the country, what they're about, why they're there. And I haven't seen them, so I wasn't sure if anyone else had. Carl and Sean, two boys who travel around the country a fair bit. <laughs> you're living in Dublin, but you're not from Dublin. Have you yeah, seen these provincial flags? Uh, I haven't. But I wouldn't trust my judgment on these things because I'm not very observant. <laughs> so, like, I often would walk past stuff and someone would say, oh, my God, did you see uh, Obama on the street there? And I'm like, no, no. Uh, it's gone it's over my head completely. So, yeah, I have seen him. Right. I've seen him, especially actually when I was even in around Kilkenny on Tuesday and I was in Athlone uh, during the weekend. I saw him, saw about three or four of them. I, I just thought it was a United Ireland thing. Well, funny you're not alone, though. We got a message in actually from Thailand from someone who says the flags are in support of United Ireland. I don't know if that person is currently in Thailand or has a Thai phone in Ireland. I don't know, but how are you? Uh, that's one of the suggestions, all right. Uh, Colin Roscommon reckons they are flags supporting the Ireland rugby team. I'm not mm. sure about that. But I tell you, there's a massive amount of people around the country who've definitely seen them. Uh, we got somebody on WhatsApp voice note. Hi, Dave. Just had to send a voice note. Just passed uh, roundabout in Limerick on the Dock Road, and there was one of those flags your listener was just talking about. Four provincial flag things all in one big flag. 
crazy. Just um, spotted it. Limerick is awash with the green and white flag and roll on Sunday. Woohoo! <laughs> Aoife and Limerick. Thanks, Aoife. Yeah, well, Carl uh, was down in Kilkenny, as you mentioned, and uh, after 11 o'clock today on the, on the show, we will have a little... A little taster of how the Kilkenny cats are feeling about uh, the weekend. And then tomorrow we'll have one from Limerick as well. In fact, Carl, you're going to Limerick today. Yeah. Maybe you'll see more provincial flags. Are you, are you, do, you, do you still need people to kind of come up and tell you where they're going to be? Or are you? It's been it's been pretty full on. It's been pretty yeah, full on busy. It's been very very busy. So okay. I'm expecting a lot of green and white flags. I'm not sure about these provincial flags. Yeah, Mark's been on to us about them. Hi, Dave. There's a lot of them around in this actually as well. What? Um, up very very high and there's one or two on the motorway the M18 and they're up very very high up on the lampposts as in it was a serious job to get them up there never mind on the side of the motorway without getting caught but there is a lot of them floating around all right so hopefully we can fight, get to the bottom of it I was already thinking the same thing myself too. ok so hang on Mark has now said they're in Ennis and yeah. Sean immediately went what because obviously that's Sean's neck of the woods and you haven't noticed them there you oh, aren't oh, observant Sean well I think that just proves my point because <laughs> I've been in Ennis and driven on the M18 probably about 10 times in the last 6 weeks and well, I've never seen them I like the insinuation in Mark's yeah. thing that he's saying like you, they didn't get caught putting them up so hang on because my understanding talking to Carol was and this is just what I interpreted from the conversation was that these are put up by Falsha Ireland or the yeah. government or something but like Mark seems to be saying I know these are lads like just lash them up in the dark of night yeah. rogue oh. rogue uh, flag bearers Oh my god, my dad just texted me. He said, There's one outside our house. <laughs> Sean is literally the world's most unobservant human. Oh, I have no idea. Dad, if you're listening, why is the flag up there? No, more importantly, Sean's dad, take a photo and send it yeah. in to us because I haven't seen one yet. I want to know what they look like. I think it'll be at work now. If my mom's listening, go out and take a picture of the flag. The flags are in Gort in County Galway. I was wondering the same. Who's putting them up? They have to be using a boom lift. Again, more conspiracy theories. I'm a trucker, says Sean from Donegal. I've always wondered why these flags are all over the place. Uh, it's been in all replaced for a few months there's another text one foot by one and a half feet okay Shane spotted them around Ennis Corthy and recently in Carlow as well so there's another spotting around there Leitrim and Sligo Carrick McCross just one no idea what it's for Una literally just saw one in Limerick like her caller Aoife did a minute ago seems to be a lot of Munster am I picking that up wrong? well no I'm saying Leitrim Sligo okay, I'm so Carrick McCross no no but I'm saying you're right though Waterford Ennis Corthy Carlow no no Donegal it seems to be all over the country. Okay, come on. More more details. Send a picture to WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp to us, I should say. On 87 Want to see what they look like. Or if you put them up. If you know. if you, Yeah, for God's sake. If you're the one putting them up, will you tell us? We won't. You don't have to, like, give your name or anything. But just tell us what the hell is going on. We had a call earlier on from Carol in uh, Tipperary. So around the country, she has noticed these provincial flags. So imagine a flag divided in four with the four provincial crests. Uh, one in each corner uh, We've been trying to figure out What they're for Like I'll be honest with you We're a pretty resourceful show We've got an amazing amount Of listeners Who are very smart We've got a great team Of brilliant people here Who can usually get to the bottom Of anything We're, we're coming up Coming up empty lads We don't know what's going on Here's some more messages in On 87 4100 Joanne was on to us Dave you may not see one On your trek home To Port Marnock um, They seem to have forgotten North County Dublin I've just driven from Mollahy to Port Ran um, along that new road which in fairness is, is just ripe for a flag and yeah I've seen nothing 
Okay, nothing there. Actually, Joanne, I'm not even living in my house at the moment in Port Marnock. It's getting worked on. I'm living out in Swords, and I just got a, saw a message there. So there's one at the Coachman's Roundabout near the airport. I've literally driven that roundabout 400 times over the last week, and I'm like Sean. I haven't noticed either. Uh, Noodles was also on to us. Hi, lads. I'm after driving for an hour from a place called Kinlock, down to Leitrim Village, and listening to the chat about the flags. I was thinking to myself, no, I haven't seen one, haven't seen one. And literally just as I was coming into Leitrim Village, yeah, Boom, just out of the bridge. There it is. One of those flags. What the heck is going on? Okay, so Sean's dad was in touch with us. Sean is the least observant human in Ireland, yeah. we've discovered. Uh, but his dad was in touch and his dad has sent us a picture of the flag. Oh, that was actually my mom. Oh, your mom, sorry. And, and my mom actually drove to see if she could find the flag and ah, take a picture. that's so. quite helpful <laughs> yeah, and cute. Helpful. <laughs> Thank you very Unnecessary, much, really. but, but here's the thing. That's just sitting on a tree. Yeah. Like on a branch. So... <laughs> We're getting the impression that these are not official, okay? Because a lot of people were suggesting that perhaps it would be something like, um, you know, that to celebrate sports teams that don't necessarily only take their players from the Republic yeah. or from the North. Yeah. That it might be like, you know, like the rugby, Irish rugby team obviously famously takes players from Ulster as well yeah. as from all the other um, provinces or whatever. The hockey team does, other teams do it. But... They're too randomly put around the place. Like yeah. They're not focused on any particular area. Uh, there's one on the Malahide Road before Cadbury, says someone. Uh, I drove that road yesterday. Also didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's illegal to put flags up on the motorway, so they'd be considered a distraction. So your man's right with his insinuation. Yeah, his insinuation was the people were putting them up with you know, some kind of a cherry picker in the middle of the night kind of job. Yeah. Uh, the Golf Union of Ireland used that flag for any Irish amateur playing golf uh, outside of Ireland. Uh, is it for the flag, Kjol? I don't think so. It's one no, of the flags. They, they definitely be under the tricolor. Okay. Um, have you really not seen the flags before? There are four provinces in Ireland that we have a flag to represent this. You know, I've I've seen the flag. I just haven't seen them being flown all around the place of late. Uh, loads along the quays in Dublin too. They're all around Dublin City Council building. They've been up in Ballinasloe for months. I'm in Carlow doing deliveries. Just spotted that flag on a bridge in the town. Yeah, there's so many texts in of people all around the country spotting them. But we still don't. We yeah. think... They might be related in some way to the United Ireland movement. Yeah. But we've no proof of that. We've no, no confirmation. So we don't like to speculate too wildly on this show. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. If you have any concrete ideas, you can let us know on 087 4100 Darren's in Cork driving a lorry. How are you, Darren? I'm good, Dave. How are you? Not bad at all. It's... I'm in Kilkenny. You're in Kilkenny? Oh, yeah. How are you yeah, feeling about the weekend? I mean, Cork obviously not going to be there, but. No, I fancy Limerick. You fancy Limerick, yeah. Even well, but... I'm in Kilkenny. Even though Have you seen any of these provincial flags we were talking about? No. No. See, a lot of people are saying they, have, they haven't noticed them until we started talking about them and they realised that they've been all around them. These flags with the four provincial crests on them. But keep an eye out. You never know, Darren. You might see one. It might, might brighten up sure your day. I'm sure there are. Uh, okay, BLT 087 4100 Our text line. You've been on it and you want to win 450 euro. What is BLT? Better luck tomorrow. Better luck tomorrow. No, Darren, that's what I'm saying to you now. Better luck tomorrow. You can try again tomorrow, but you're not getting the money today. No matter. All right, drive safely. See you later. You too. Bye. 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 Uh, Claire's in Castle Lyons. Hey, Claire. Hey, Dave. How are you? (laughs) Sure, look at isn't that it? I'm very well, but not as well as you. With your bright yellow Dermot and Dave today, FM Asher. Look, isn't that a t-shirt? Well done. (laughs) Now, who'll wear that in the house? Do you want it for you? Yeah. Oh, who's that? Hello, what's your name? 
Kieran. Hi, Kieran. <laughs> what, what age are you, Kieran? How old are you? Four. Yeah. Amazing. I love being four. Four is the best age, and it's also I'm the. Four. You're what? <laughs> Claire, what's what's he saying to me? Translate Kieran for me. Uh, four is not funny. <laughs> four is not funny. You know, you're right, Kieran. It's very serious age. Will we send a t-shirt out in your size, Claire, or do you want one to try and fit Kieran the four-year-old? I think it's for Kieran now. Okay, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, come here. Let's see if we can give you more money as well. Uh, we've got four hundred and fifty quid for BLT. What do you think? Uh, bosses like ties. <laughs> bosses like ties. I pity our boss in this office there's nobody wearing a tie in fact even the boss doesn't wear a tie so probably wasted but yeah in usually in offices bosses like ties Claire you'll have to let Kieran down and tell him that there's only going to be a t-shirt coming in the post unfortunately no big check uh, no worries I think it's for the t-shirt anyway probably true Claire have a good day thanks Dave bye, bye. Columns in Galway out to Liverpool post how are you Colm? Uh, good and yourself Dave good presume the shorts are on Oh, definitely. You have to be in this weather. Yeah, and come here, would you be a 10 months of the year shorts person or are you protecting the legs in the winter time? Both six months of the year. Six and months then when of the year. Get, when they start to get cold, back on with the trousers. Back on with the trousers, yeah. A lot of the post people, all right, like the shorts. Um, and would you get much walking in? Are you on the van or a bike or what? A uh, mixture of both. Okay. You do about, do about 10 miles a day in and out of the van. Jeepers almighty. That's a lot of walking. How many steps would you get in your step counter? I don't want to depress you, but yesterday I hit 30,000. Wow. I did 30,000 in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Colm, 450 quid on the line. BLT, what do you think? I think uh, it's out there. Bright Little Torch. Bright Little Torch. BLT. No. Not right, I'm afraid. I have to try again. You will. Enjoy the sunshine and uh, make sure you've got a bit of factor 50 on the on the pins. <laughs> uh, no need. They're milk bottle white. <laughs> All right, Colin. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Did Dermot get to leave the country? Update, please. Well, he's not here. So we assume he left the country. Uh, <laughs> no, he definitely got to go on his holidays. Uh, he was emailing and texting uh, from the airport. And so I would imagine that, yes, everything seems to have gone according to plan. So fingers crossed he's on his holliers and not worrying about anything we're doing here. Um, we're talking about those flags, the provincial flags flying all around the country, still trying to get to the bottom of why they're up there. Dave, I haven't seen any of the flags yet, but I'd say it will turn out to be some sort of elaborate marketing scheme. And the first listener to tell you about it has something to do with it. I'll take off my tinfoil hat now, says Mike, a Kerry man in Carlo. All right, so you think the Carol who came on to ask was a plant that she was, like she works for whoever it is. This is good tinfoil hat stuff, Mike. I'm not altogether sure. I do remember when I was a kid going to school, there was um, a billboard up and it just said like, say, I can't remember the date, but say it said like May 17th. And it was kind of like... um, Nostradamus. Do you remember, you know, Nostradamus who makes all the predictions. It was kind of like, you know, whatever, but it was pointing towards May 17th. And then the next week it was a different thing and it was another Nostradamus thing and it was like May 17th and it kept going over. And then on May 17th it just went, the power of advertising. And it actually was cool. It did work because everyone was really like, cool. oh my God, what's going to happen on May 17th? It was just like, well, that's what you can do if you do your billboards right. It was yeah. like, okay, that is pretty cool. That is pretty So you think maybe the Carol Dooley is doing a Nostradamus power of advertising provincial flag buzz Says Mike and Maybe Kerry. she fooled us. Yeah, who knows? We're a bit worried about the weekend. 
like obviously Limerick are in the All-Ireland Hurling Final and we'll hear later on in the show from the Kilkenny fans uh, the Cahill's been down in Kilkenny and we'll hear that after 11 o'clock tomorrow we'll hear from the Limerick fans don't worry Limerick fans you'll get your chance because I'm on the way to Limerick today after the show to capture your voices but do you remember in 2018 when Limerick won the first All-Ireland in a long time like for days we couldn't keep track of Noni. We didn't know where she was and eventually we managed somehow to track her down. We've been trying to text and call and video call to try and find Noni. Uh, we don't know where she is but we've eventually managed to go. We got through to her and we think we, we've got her on the line there. Noni, it's heavy as Dermot and Dave. Hello, can you hear me? Jesus. Yeah, Noni, where, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> what, is, what the hell's going on? Where are you? I'm in a lock-in in Barack Obama Plaza. <laughs> We never made it up to Limerick at all. You didn't get as far as Limerick Junction this time? No, we stopped in for some chocolates. <laughs> we never left. We're still here. All right, what are you drinking? Oh, unleaded. <laughs> it's mad. It's mad. People are coming in through the hatch. <laughs> and coming in through the door. We're doing shots of antifreeze as well. Just it's mad. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's a bad idea. Yeah, uh, got, so who's, who's with you? I've got uh, DJ Papa John. Oh yeah, he's, he's still there. That's <laughs> power on, yeah. Playing all your favourite tunes yeah. with extra cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've got this fella as well. I'm happy to be with so many Australia. Oh my God, Barack Obama is in Barack Obama Plaza. Barack's here, he's got the Limerick jersey on in everything. Amazing. It's absolutely fantastic. Barack Obama. Yeah, shut up. He's off his face on screen wash. <laughs> Well, this has got to be some amount of celebrating now before we get to Limerick. That well, if you ever get there. Yeah, Gaelic Grounds tonight. You're going to be there. Oh, listen, there's going to be an open top bus. Yeah. Uh, well, it's actually a double decker. We drove into a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Lord Mayor's going to be there. Uh, it's actually impossible to pick him out in a crowd because everyone in Limerick wears a gold chain. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck finding him. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. Send us into the Gaelic Grounds for a few super cans. Oh, so you're actually going in? Oh, listen, yeah. I don't, I don't think we have a ticket here, Brack. Brack, do you think? Do you think we can get in? Do you think we can sneak into the Gaelic rounds on a ticket? It's fatal link. Yes, we can. We can. That's it, Ken. Yes, DJ Papa John in the house. I see you on the lyric here tonight. Noni sounds a lot younger in 2018, lads, says Tony and Cork. Ah, well, yeah, people age, you know. Noni's changed definitely the last few years, that's for sure. Guys, we were in our holidays in Limerick and searched all over for Noni. Couldn't find her. Followed her trail of chocolate, but no luck. Yeah, no, unfortunately, no luck. She's such a hard woman to track down at the best of times. Um, if calls on the tip road later, Ula on the border with tip is a great spot in Limerick for GAA. Calls nodding to that. Nelly's Bar has the green and white car outside the pub for the photo opportunities for people. There's another option for you there, Carl. Um, and yes, yeah, so a lot of people uh, get in touch about that. Uh, no, Noni will be back um, after the final, I'm sure, to give us an idea of exactly how she's feeling about it. She could be very sad. She could be very happy. I was very happy last night, actually. I was really lucky to go along to the premiere screening of a movie called Where the Crawdads Sing, starring Daisy Edgar-Jones, who you'll know from Normal People. And I didn't know anything about it. It's a book. I've never read the book. All I knew was I had to go for work and I was like, yeah, great. So I went into the Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin last night and I kind of, one of my friends was telling me that it was a book and it was about this girl who lives in a swamp or whatever and I was like, oh, I like explosions. Like, this is what I want, like, you know those Jared Butler movies where like the president has been captured and they're the movies I want to go and see, right? Like, I was always like, look, it's for work, you know, I'll go along, I'll watch it. Yeah. Oh my God, it might be one of the best movies I've ever seen. I absolutely loved it. How? Why? Well, I don't want to give too much away because obviously it's a great story 
I'm not going to say too much about it, but it is basically Daisy Edgar Jones living alone in a swamp. <laughs> Which, wow, it sounds exciting. Yeah. But it's also a kind of a crime thing and it's a family thing. And I will admit I was bawling crying through most of it. It is absolutely brilliant. And the great news is that the reason I had to go see it for inverted commas work is because Daisy Edgar Jones is going to join us on the show next week yeah. and have a chat about the movie where the crawdads sing and obviously Taylor Swift did a song for it as well uh, Carolina uh, also but produced by Reese Witherspoon Reese Witherspoon is the producer yeah, yeah. It, look it's honestly if you don't know anything about it I don't know whether to tell you to go and read the book or go and see the movie I would say go and see the movie it's just phenomenal. I actually saw someone who was also at it last night, Instagram, about it. And she said that she had read the book really recently. It's okay. like one of those ones, oh, the book is always better. Yeah. So I would say if you're not going to read the book in the next 10 days, leave the book aside, go see the film and then go back and read the book after. Can't recommend it enough. Where the Crawdads Sing, Daisy Edgar Jones going to join Dermot and Dave uh, at some point next week. The All-Ireland Hurling Final is on on Sunday and it is Kilkenny versus Limerick and Cahill Minogue a Tipperary man who works here on our show bleeds hurling you don't bleed blue and yellow you bleed hurling yeah like you just love it with, so a, with much. a mix of blue and yellow a mix of blue and yellow so yeah, this was t- it was look it's been tough it's yeah. a tough week it always is it has been for the last three years it's been mm. a tough week for me since yeah 2019 so I had to go to Kilkenny who were Tipperary's arch nemesis for a long time and I'm going to Limerick later but look it's still a fantastic week for me whether I'm a Tipperary man or I'm a wherever I'm from like once if you're hurling you're excited about this week 100% Sunday is our Christmas day you know (laughs) he's not wrong this is it he's buzzing this week although it it does hurt him in some ways to go to Kilkenny and soak up the atmosphere and go to Limerick and not be going to Tipperary but at the same time you're buzzing yeah I am buzzing and I love what it does to communities I love how crazy people get the scramble for tickets I love all of that you know actually sorry sorry to interrupt you Scrambling for tickets. Are you sorted for tickets? No, couldn't get one. So come on, look. The man who embodies hurling in Ireland hasn't got a ticket. They haven't got a spare ticket for Colin. Oh, it's 7-4-100-102. So I went on the road, met the lovely people of Kilkenny, and the one question I had to ask myself, Dave, was, are Kilkenny up for the match? Let's have a listen. Once again, and it's collected by Tommy Wells. Tommy Wells has the ball. Kilkenny have the trophy. It's Kilkenny who are the All-Ireland champions. They are the first team. I'm hearing Kilkenny City at Miles Elvis Kavanagh's house. Do you think you are Kilkenny's biggest fan? I'm the biggest fan supporter in black and amber. When the All-Ireland comes, they do up the garden for everyone to enjoy and to cheer people up. Your front garden is totally black and amber. There's a throne. Well, the throne in Cottle is uh, specially designed. So we have actually have a personal throne. And what we do is any Limerick supporter come up, we give them 50 euros to sit in the throne, but to lose the All-Ireland. Does Elvis have a Kilkenny song? Well, it's the wonder of Brian, because Brian is a god. See, in Kilkenny, when you meet Brian, we don't say hello, Brian. We tend to play. It's so wonder, the wonder of Brian. <laughs> I guarantee you, Limerick will be all shook up. They'll be staying in the Heartbreak Hotel. Kenny has no hotel, but, but they won't be staying in the Heartbreak Hotel. Are you the TikTok sensation, Sean Carroll? Yeah, I do a lot of 
a lot of videos on TikTok hurling sketches and stuff. Am I right in saying you're going to be on up for the match? I am, yeah, and uh, I'm delighted. It was always kind of a dream, like a goal to do it. So, yeah, I'm going to be representing the, the county. And I said, if I can ever represent them in All-Ireland, what's the next best thing to do when I'm up for the match? So yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm singing my own song, which I wrote and produced myself and my own little shed I have there. And it's called The Black and Amber Roar. I'm at the Bally Hale Shamrocks GA pitch. Ashton, are you going to the match? Um, my dad's trying to no. get tickets. Yeah. Okay, we'll ask the country now for tickets while you're on the radio. I need a few tickets for me and my father <laughs> to go up to Dublin. Hand me the tickets. <laughs> Hand me a ticket. Ashton, what do you think the score will be? Uh, I say it'll be like um, 26 points to Limerick and 100 million to Kenny. What's your name? Henry Shefflin. Are you Henry Shefflin Jr.? I am. And your dad is the Henry Shefflin? He is. Would it have been weird if Galway had beaten Limerick and you were going to Crow Park next Sunday with a Galway jersey on? Well, I wouldn't have been going with a Galway jersey on, but it would have been weird, yes. <laughs> and are you going to the match on Sunday? Dad's looking for tickets. You're telling me Henry Shefflin can't get tickets? He hasn't got them yet. He's trying his best. And are you confident on Sunday? I think if Kilkenny hurl like they did against Clare, then they can certainly beat him. Do you think you'll follow in your dad's footsteps and climb the steps of the Hogan stand someday? It will be hard because there's a lot of good hurlers around Kilkenny, but I'm going to try my best. How does it feel to be an awfully man surrounded by all these Kilkenny people? Well, to be honest with you, I'm the one that's down here doing all the coaching with them now with this stage. So this is where it's all the it's the awfully influence now is what's bringing all these kids on, so it is, you know. So who have I got here? Uh, Connor Cody. Have you a brother on the team? Yeah, on Cody. Is he any good? Yeah. What players from Ballyhill Shamrocks are on the Kilkenny team? Richie, TJ, Owen, Dean, Adrian, Brian. Are you nervous for Sunday? No, not nervous. Um, we just want to hope our own lads go well and do the job on the day and get the results and go home happy. Massive challenge, Limerick are a serious outfit. Um, but if we hurl, bring Liam back to Ballyhale on Tuesday night. Are Kilkenny the best team in the country? I tell you, there's spine-tingling moments in there for a dub who doesn't care about hurling the slightest. Yeah. Henry Shefflin Jr. I know. I tell you what. What a man. You know, you have these moments where you just feel like a place is really special. Okay. And Ballyhale Shamrocks GA Club is a really special place. I got in contact with them because it's a great club, you know. So I got in contact with uh, Siobhan from Ballyhale. And I said, look, I'd love to come down and visit the club if there was a few kids around or is there any kind of training on. Wouldn't it be great? there's not but look we'll organise something Okay. I pulled into Ballyhale there must have been about 60 kids <laughs> I was like oh my god so look I did spend a good hour and a half uh, talking to a lot of kids who obviously we couldn't fit you all in yeah. you were all brilliant and amazing and ye made one of my boyhood dreams come true which is All Ireland Final Week and they asked me to sign their hurlies. No. Now I'd say it was instant regret when I left. And they were like, what's his name again? But for those few moments, he made my dreams come oh, true. That's so, brilliant. Thank well, you so much. It was a lovely welcome. And to everyone in Kilkenny, uh, look, best of luck. Oh, it kills oh, it's me. Hard for you. you don't worry. I'll say it, Carl. You, oh, you relax. You relax. You, you remain steadfastly a tip man. And I will say, thank you. on behalf of Today FM, best of luck to Kilkenny on the weekend. Tomorrow, we will have a report from Limerick. Cahill is heading there today after the show. So if you're a Limerick hurling fan and you want to get on Cahill's amazing uh, uh, encapsulation of how everything is going in Limerick, get in touch with us on 87 4100 It's going to be absolutely amazing. I, my appetite is wetted, Cahill. Yeah. I am well, into it now. That's the plan here. Let's yeah. get people ready and up for the match. Yes.
Chris Deck Pierce has just announced his show, Block Rock and Beats. We'll be keeping the tunes coming all weekend, two days a weekend. And now you can see him do his biggest ever stage show with Block Rock and Beats live in the Three Olympia in Dublin. Standard enough Friday for you, Deck, right? <laughs> How is this real life, Dave? How is this real life? Deck, I remember, I remember you sitting down with me. This was a long time ago. And you said to me, Dave, I have this idea yeah. about a radio show where just play classic dance tunes and I was like that sounds brilliant it's true I'm glad you actually mentioned that because to be honest with you if it wasn't for you there would be no Block Rock and Beats ah go away it's, it's true you were the first person I ever bet the year off talking about Block Rock and Beats <laughs> and this crazy idea where I wanted a radio show that was just feel good that played dance tunes and that we bring it to a, to a live stage show as well but honestly honestly I, I have to say particularly to you thank you so much for all your support since day one you were the very first person uh, to, to, that I spoke to about Block Rock and Beats well, and I'm, be prou- I'm proud to support a deck but ultimately you know you got to do it you got to do it not once a week now but twice a week and then you also got to take that live show and judging by the reaction to the people of the people who've gone to the live show it is something special it is, it is something really special. And to be honest with you, this is something that I've, I've had in my head as a dream. Honestly, since I was sitting in a classroom in school, I found a diary entry uh, from this week in 1995, uh, which was my first radio show and my first gig as well. So it's only taken me about 25 years <laughs> to get here to live my dream. But uh, no, it is, it's, it's an absolute dream to be talking about yeah. uh, the three Olympia. But it just goes to show that hard work and dedication and a great idea and, you know, putting in the miles, it actually pays off. So, yeah, so now you've you've toured. You've done venues around the country that people will be very familiar with, very jealous of if they are also sitting there dreaming of going on stage. But the Three Olympia in Dublin is it's yeah. one of the most important venues in the country. No, it's, it's an iconic venue, and, and I, I really can't believe I'm actually talking to you about doing a gig here in, in, in the Three Olympia as well on, on the 5th of November. But uh, something really magic happened during lockdown. I mean, we, we had a situation whereby uh, there was families all over Ireland that were tuning in to uh, to Block Rock and Beats and having uh, kitchen raves and garden raves and all that kind of stuff. And when we put the tour on, every single show that was asked, even though even though I knew ticket sales had gone well every mm. time I went on stage I expected to see about 10 people and, I, and <laughs> I'd go on stage and there'd be hundreds and thousands of people in the crowd who had all tuned into the show during lockdown and even recently we did Kaleidoscope and there must have been about 5,000 people in the field wow. and most of them were, were kids were parents so um, it's, a, it's a surreal feeling but it's been a real team effort and I think I said to you since, since day one that I kind of always wanted to create this show that was rock meets rave with a, with, with a, with a full band live on stage. We've, we've, we've got a, an amazing team around Block Rock and Beats and it is a team that has got us to, to, to this place um, uh, and that includes yourself. I mean, we've got Chris who's, uh, who's, who's on bass drums. Uh, he's, he's on bass guitar for the show. We've got Jordan who's on drums. We've got a girl called Rachel O'Donovan who's on keyboard oh, yeah. uh, for it as well. I think we, we, we spoke to Rachel before. She's That's like right. went, went viral during lockdown. Um, and we've got Leah Hart on vocals as well, all performing dance classics. Uh, there is one missing piece to this show, Dave. Oh, yeah? And, and this is where you could come in handy. <laughs> we need we need a lead guitar player for the show at the Olympia on the what? 5th of November. Now, I, I, I know you are a particularly keen guitar player. Deck, 
you know so, my dream in life. Like much as your dream in life has always been to bring Black Rock and Beast to stage, my dream in life has always just been, and I've achieved it on a number of occasions, to play guitar on stage, any stage, anywhere, someone's back garden, the three arena, wherever it is, I'll do it. So if you're well, genuinely serious about needing a guitar player for Black Rock and Beats in November, I, I am there. I'm going to ask you live on national radio. <laughs> so there's no backing out of this one. Dave Moore, will you join us? I'll play lead guitar for Block Rock and Beats. Oh my the God. Block Beats band on the Olympia stage. Yes. On yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Now I'm actually nervous. I've got to start learning tunes and stuff instead of just playing Slipknot in my bedroom. Okay, fine. No, I'll do it, Dick. That's incredible. We're going into rehearsals next week, Dave. So <laughs> okay, to, I'll be there, I'll be there. Uh, look, here's the thing. It, the tickets go on sale in about 45 minutes' time at uh, 10 a.m. Yeah. I expect this to sell out really quickly, Deck. Like, the demand for Block Rock and Beats is huge. You've now got a second night of Block yeah. Rock and Beats on Today FM. So it's every Friday from 7 tonight. Deck will be on your radios later on. And then every Saturday from 6, you get even more Block Rock and Beats. Yeah, I mean, look, to, to say that I want it to, to sell out is, is an understatement. But I just, I, I want it to sell out because I want a full room of people having a great night, having a party and just just enjoying themselves. So I just hope everyone gets out, grabs a ticket at 10 a.m. because this is going to be a really unique gig. I grew up a, a, a short walk from the Olympia, so I'm probably going to leave my house on the night of the 5th, stroll up Pier Street uh, around the, to the Olympia and head in and do a gig. So honestly, to, to have lived so close to the venue and to be able to walk up to it, you know, on the night of the, of, of the gig and to do it, it, it's just going to be a really magic night. So I hope the place is full and I hope you're all there for us. Well, whatever about buying tickets to go see Block Rock and Beast, you get a chance to see me mess up the guitar on stage. So there's an extra reason for it. Come here, uh, you're being very kind. You're going to give away a pair of tickets. Absolutely. It's uh, the, the, the first off the roll. Okay, well then, what do people text if they want to win? What do, what do you want them to text in? Pick a what word. They can text whatever they want. Aston Villa. <laughs> no, sorry. Just that's been, that hasn't been approved here. No, sorry. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. Text, text Block Rock and Beats to 87 4100 so we know that you want to go and see Block Rock and Beats live in the Three Olympia, November 5th, 2022. It's an iconic day, Deck Pierce, and we are so happy for you and so proud of you. And I'm genuinely, I, I don't know if you're messing or not, so I'll ring you after the show oh, no. see if you actually want me to play guitar in your band. But no, you're, you're 100% coming on stage. But if I take this opportunity, if you don't mind, just to, to, thank, everyone that listens to uh, thank everyone that listens to Block Rock and Pete. Thank you so much to uh, everyone at Today FM. I mean, yourself and Dermot and all the crew at Today FM from day one have been so, so supportive. Uh, and and to, to everyone that, that's involved with Block Rock and Beats, it's a magic journey, and I hope we fill the three Olympia on the fifth of November. Tickets on sale, ten a.m. this morning. Ten a.m. Check them out, but get your tickets for Block Rock and Beats live in the three Olympia. Deck Pierce, we will hear you on the radio in about ten hours' time. Thank you very much for this morning. Best of luck, my man. Thanks, guys. All right, come here. We're going to play a Block Rock and Beats tune now. So I picked one. I hope it's okay with you. We're going <laughs> to do Rosala. Everybody's free. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah, good? That's a tune. That's a tune. Okay, let's do it. Deck, best of luck today. See you later. Cheers, Dave. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The All-Ireland hurling final tickets. It's on this Sunday. It's Limerick versus Kilkenny. Cahill Minogue has been on the road. Yeah. Non-stop up and down. The M7 knows that you're there. That's for sure. And then the M9 heading over to Kilkenny. So hang on. You went down to Kilkenny. And we heard yesterday from the Kilkenny fans. Yeah. And they're 
They are up for it. They are up for it. So then yesterday after the show, you got in, back into your car and you headed down to Cunley and Wilmoch. Yeah, headed down the M7 there. And uh, I was a bit worried. I was thinking, you know, Limerick aren't going to be as up for it. Kilkenny haven't been in one since 2019. Mm. I thought Limerick, you know, Julian Russell might yeah, creep in. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I uh, pulled straight into Limerick City and I passed someone selling uh, flags and headbands on the side of the street. Noni! <laughs> Presumably. I thought it was Noni. You might actually hear from Noni. I, I, I might have bumped into her somewhere else along the way. <laughs> right. This might have been a relation of Noni covering the other side of the city. Gotcha, gotcha, uh, So gotcha. then I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. And when I got into O'Connell Street, like, there was flags everywhere. Right. Uh, so I, yeah, traipsed across the, the city and went to Patrick's Well GA Club. Also... You know, Dave, that we here at the Dermot and Dave show are like number one for sports exclusives. You know it. So the big news, the big talking point is, is Keen Lynch going to be talking out? You know, he's Who injured. That, is yeah. he injured? What's the story there? It's very secretive. Well, Patrick's well, this is GA club. I might have been talking to a family member. Okay. Well, if you want to hear Cockle's package, you've got to wait no longer because we're going to play it now. However, after this, we will tell you how you can win tickets to the All-Ireland Hurling Final on Sunday. We're going to give them away today. But let's hear what the people of Limerick have to say for themselves. Oh, my life is changing every day in every possible way. My name is Patrick Buckley, a.k.a. the Western Warrior. I live in Limerick City. Here in rain or snow, we'll be at the matches. Are you going up to the match on Sunday? Oh, yeah. Can't wait for it. I have my train tickets booked the last 12 weeks. To get the old locals going, a bit of uh, rebel music. Uh, Limerick Lady Sean Sowers and the Dubliners then after that. Where is your ticket for on Sunday? Oh, it'll be the hill. I love the hill. Do you? Yeah, why do you love the hill? It's the atmosphere. You can feel going through your legs. We're here in the middle of Limerick City. We're on O'Connell Street. Shane Dowling, former Limerick hurler, former All-Ireland winner. Sunday is a big day. Are you confident? I'm sure you are. Yeah, I am, but not as confident as some people or the, as the perception may be out there. Uh, like I think looking at Limerick's performances this year, they've done very well and got over a lot of close games, but... Uh, it's uh, it's been far from the luxury we've had last year of sitting back and relaxing with a couple of minutes to go and I think Sunday's going to be the very same Midairn have warned of a 30 degree heat wave on Sunday I suppose we're doing a piece with RT beforehand but I think I'll put on a HB bib and sell tubs of ice cream there yeah. inside the hog and stand you clean up uh, but yeah the players is something that's huge it's absolutely huge it's 30 degrees on Sunday holy god Hail to the Western Warrior Pat Buckley's his name You'll see him in the green and white at every game. The Ireland champions! The banks of the Shannon are overflowing! Dolores O'Reardon and the Cranberries, wherever you are now, you must be smiling! I'm outside the Gaelic grounds. I'm just after meeting Noni. Oh, am I the kid, Carl? I didn't see you there. Just you have to get very tall. I mean, wide. Sorry, I was getting mixed up. Are you excited for Sunday, Noni? Oh, my God, I'm absolutely over the moon about it. I'll be there, you know. I'll be up good and early in the morning, selling all the chocolate outside Clock Packle. I'll have a full pram, do my usual uh, all Ireland and final deals, you know. Uh, three yorkies for the price of five. A warm can of Coke. Uh, it's empty. Uh, for 50 cents. Bring home Liam and we'll beat you. What's your names? Abby, Noah. We're here in Patrick's Well GA Club. Who plays on the Limerick team from Patrick's Well? Our 
Aaron Keane and Dermot and are you related to Dermot he's my uncle so who's your favourite Limerick player Dermot of course you'd say that please introduce yourself I'm in hurling royalty here Richard Bennis are you Richard Bennis that has played for Limerick for countless years for about 10 years back in the 70s what does All-Ireland Final Day mean to the people of Limerick well, we were staff for, for, for a, long, a long number of years and all of a sudden we've been spoiled and it's brilliant. You can see all around you. It's unreal, unreal. Describe Limerick in one word. Smart. Great. Amazing. Brilliant. Champions. Good at hauling. That's three words. Are you afraid of Kilkenny? Afraid of Kilkenny? They're only little cats, like we're underdogs. So whenever Aaron Glenn gets the ball, he always shoots it over the bar or I'm goes into goals and scores a goal. Okay, so what's your name? Priya. Have you a relation on the Limerick team? Yeah, Keen Lynch. Can you tell everyone here, is Keen Lynch going to be tugging out on Sunday or is he injured? Uh, he's injured. Oh, exclusive. Are Limerick the best team in the country? Yeah! Are you all afraid of Brian Cody? No! Do you think Limerick are going to win on Sunday? Yeah! Come on, Limerick. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you what, between the two of them, between Ken and Limerick, it's hard to pick which one yeah. of them is more up for it. It is, it is. I mean, that's, the, the atmosphere is buzzing. Patrick's there. well, they, they were competitive. One of the yeah. first questions I when I arrived was, well, do we have more kids than Bally Hale do? <laughs> <laughs> if it was about numbers, we know who to crown, but unfortunately this is too tight to call. And a bit of exclusive there, so Keen Lynch yeah. injured. I know, well, so we've been told. We're Family been members told. are telling us. So okay, we'll wait and see. Yeah, papers will be full now. Colm and Oak's child exclusive. <laughs> Over two million people across Ireland and the UK tune into Love Island each night. This man, Jack Keating, is living the dream. He's been in there in Casa Amor, in there for a week. Jack, how are you? How are we, guys? Y'all good? Yeah, not bad at all. Yourself? Good, good, good. It's crazy to be back. To be fair, <laughs> I'd say it is. I mean, look, yeah. if, if anybody who's is vegly aware of a violin, but maybe he hasn't been glued to it. You went in in the Casa Amor part of it, which is where they, more, have, yes, they, they, they effectively try and just kind of, you know, stick a stick a stick in the spokes of the relationships of the other people and see how you guys and, get on. Uh, you got to go in there and stir the pot. That is exactly what you're there to do. You have to be, you have to be like the boat rocker, basically, which is crazy. Yeah, and when when they originally approached you, I mean, was it something that you were already kind of thinking of doing something along these lines, or was it a bit of a surprise? you got the call or what? Um, no, so they actually didn't approach me. I went to them and basically said, I want to do the show. I mean, they do scout people a lot, but I basically said, it was, I mean, if you asked me two years ago if I want to do the show, I would have told you were crazy. Like, right. It was never something that I would want to do. But I just thought, in the stage of my life, I thought if I look back in 10 years' time and never did it, it could be something that I'd be kicking myself that I never did. Yeah. And so on a kind of a day-to-day basis, what is it? You, you're involved in social media marketing, aren't you? Yeah, so I do social media marketing for a company in London. Um, it's been great. It's been my, my real first like uh, taste of a de- taste of a desk job, really. Like, yeah. so I've kind of just done. But really, before this, I did bar work and like barista jobs and pub work and stuff like that. So yeah, it really, I kind of did prepare me a lot for what has come after the show, basically, because Instagram was blown up, socials yeah. were blown up. So I kind of got, I got to get a little taste of what life is like now. And talk to us then about like going in. I mean, how nervous were you as you walked into oh, the villa? I mean, building up to the show, I actually wasn't too nervous. But like that hour when you first get to meet the rest of the castle lads and you're standing outside the villa, like I was absolutely like, oh my god, I couldn't, I couldn't get words out. I literally, literally went mute <laughs> the first couple of hours I went in there. It was like I just, it was crazy. It was a crazy feeling. But obviously, you have your first night in there. You get to meet the girls. 
and then you get your I mean I don't think any of the lads slept the first night either like you're yeah. literally lying in bed staring at the uh, staring at the ceiling being like oh my god I can't believe what I'm doing right now <laughs> and but, I mean, look, uh, we, yeah. we thought you did really well we were actually surprised oh, that you. that you you know you didn't manage to hook up with anybody and unfortunately had to leave after a week I know Sean yeah. here on our team was a big yeah. Jack fan as well but like well, I mean <laughs> yes. with that having happened I mean that. like it still gives you massive exposure and allows you now, as you said, to kind of look at, you know, a whole different world of career opportunities. Crazy, man. Like, I know, obviously, I did the show and, like, I was only in it for a couple of days. But, like, just being back in London, just being out and about, people notice you left, right and centre. And it's actually, like, I never thought, I never thought it'd be like this. It's crazy. Yeah. Sean is here, actually. Sean, a big fan of Love Island, big fan of Jack Keating. <laughs> Hello, Jack. It's consumed most of Hi, my Sean, summer. Right? It's, con- it's consumed my evenings all summer. So I don't know whether I love it or hate it. But... <laughs> Uh, obviously, you went in and you had your sights set on Gemma. Was that something that you had kind of thought about beforehand um, from watching it? Re- um, I didn't really have my sights set on Gemma. I know the show kind of came across that she was the person I was interested in. I was probably more interested in Paige uh, the entire team. Like, like everyone else. Watching it for three weeks, she is definitely the girl I had my eyes on. Obviously, when we got into the villa, she was kind of like, her and Jax were pretty much a settled deal. So she was kind of a hard girl to crack. But uh, no, I think it... Gemma's a lovely girl as well, though. I can't lie. We had some nice chats. She's uh, she's really, really nice. I was surprised how um, how lovely she actually was. Like, um, She's a great girl. That's good. Um, now, so when you were watching the show at home, before you went in, who did you think mm-hmm. were your favourites then? And having been in and met everybody, who do you think is going to win it now? If you asked me before I did the show, I probably would have said Luca and Gemma are probably my favourites. Mm-hmm. But now I'm Team Ek and Sue and Davide. Oh, 100%. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> they're literally yeah, the I mean, best form be of entertainment oh, she's, uh, sorry they're literally the best form of entertainment the two of them oh my god Ekin is hilarious like she's like obviously getting to meet her firsthand. didn't really get to meet Davide too much we had a little bit of a chat when I left the, the villa on the dumping but Ekin's a lovely girl I mean I'm rooting for her big time she's, she's hilarious good stuff and look obviously you look, we, we've referenced your dad uh, a couple of times your dad and your mum Yvonne's been in with us as well uh, like, how did they feel when the news came that you had approached Love Island they had said um, yes and you were heading in how did they take it? <laughs> uh, my mum is a big Love Island fan already like so she was absolutely buzzing for me like, she couldn't <laughs> have been happier my dad I mean he's not really big into the all reality TV sitting down on the couch every night so he was. I think he had a little bit more, more more nerves. Then obviously he was excited for me. He was proud of me for doing it. But I just don't think he wanted me. He didn't want me to go in there and make a fool of myself. Oh, well, you definitely didn't. So he had nothing to worry about. You're a smart yeah. young man and behaved thank impeccably. You, <laughs> <laughs> I tried my best. I tried my best. <laughs> well, Jack, it's a pleasure to talk to you. It really is. Uh, say hi to both your folks who've both been guests on the show before. To uh, well, tell them well, we all said hi, and uh, we wish you the best for the future. We w- watch with interest to see what happens next for Jack Heating. Definitely. We've got some big things coming. Big things coming. Excellent. So we can't wait. All right, Jack. Thanks a lot. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much, Take guys. care. Listen back to more from the Dermot and Dave Show on todayfm.com. Dermot and Dave. Weekday mornings from 9 on Today FM.